Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to episode eight of Off the Cuff. You know, good honest conversation never hurt anyone. Today we've got um, an esteemed gentleman joining us. Got a wonderful guest down with us. Um, unfortunately, Daddy's not around today, so fan replacement. If he keeps acting up, uh, this might be a <laughs> a permanent fixture. But today I'm joined in the studio by Modi Comedian. What's going on, man? How you doing? Well, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for coming it, down. Man. I really appreciate it. Short notice you coming down, but no, I do it's appreciate it. cool, man. It's cool, man. Nice studio. This is, this is lovely, bro. That's a nice little place. So shout out to um, Jukebox Recording Studios. Yes. Big up Jukebox, man. Follow them on the Twitter at Jukebox underscore recording underscore studios. Don't know the thing. No, that's the wrong one. That's that the Instagram. Wrong that's the Instagram, <laughs> isn't it? That's the Insta. As you can tell, he's definitely reading that off the, uh, off the wall. Definitely, so. bro. Well, you know what? The Wi-Fi password as well, yeah? <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now Jukebox was showing us a lot of love in the heart of uh, West London Lab at Grove. So it's been uh, episode eight. We're back again, and um, you've got yourself down with us in this lovely studio. For the people that don't know who you are, who uh, this might be their first time hearing your voice, mm-hmm. just give them a little rundown, your history, and uh, um, what exactly it is you do. Well, yeah, like how I was, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comic. Um, I'd say actor. I'd, I'd, I'd been on TV acting. You know, some people say acting, and like, bro, like, what, what you mean, in breath? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was in some YouTube things, do it. So, um, yeah, I'd say I do a bit of acting as well. I always say a bit of acting because I don't do it properly as such. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah, being on TV, doing acting. Um, and I started doing comedy um, at a show called Sunday Show. That really did propel me. Um, Sunday Show was a big night in London. Yeah, yeah. Us, yeah. Yeah, if you're between... Actually, I don't even know the age range anymore. But, yeah, if you're... Let's say, what, 20... What year would that have been? Because I'm 24, so... Like, it was like... It, <laughs> I started going to Sunday Show in 2009. Yeah. That's 2010. Funky house days. When man had shirts with some funky house writing and if you got a Blackberry pin me yeah. and you know they were dead t shirts. Yeah, but I've got a fashion label. <laughs> nah bro. Like <laughs> that t shirt's there. That, that era was a bit Man peak. wearing beads and you know yeah, Shambhala bracelets yeah. and that. Um so yeah, like as I said, I started off from that show, I started hosting it. Um I became the regular host and um yeah, man, I do stand up comedy. Um yeah, as I said, obviously, I, d- I don't really know how much. I'm not really wanting people like, yeah, like, you know who I am in it. Because mm. to some people, they ne- like, I still do gigs now, and people are like, oh, I've, never, I've heard of you, but I've never seen you. So um, that, for me, I still love that feeling in it. I like the fact that I'm not bait as such. You know what I'm saying? So you want to like, be on TV? You no, no, no. I do want to be on TV, but I still like performing to people and getting that genuine laughter. Like, oh, I've heard of you before. I've never seen you, man. Like, yeah, like, you kind of live up to the, to yeah. the hype almost. You know what I mean? It's like so, element um, of surprise when... Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Like, as I said, there's some people, like, that have, like, done stuff, like a YouTube, like, video went viral and everyone knows who they are. And, like, one of my good friends, Adot, for example. Yeah. Um, Me and Adot do loads of shows together. Then we'll go, like, Bagel King and we're going to get some food, for example. When we go Bagel, when we go Bagel King, everyone knows Adot. Like, man, them yeah. like, yo, cause, wait, you're Adot, yeah? Uncle Adot. <laughs> hey, I see you one thing, you know, blah, blah. They, they man are, like, happy to see him want to take pictures. Like, they don't know me, innit? Yeah. But I like that feeling that they don't know me. Because as I said, I'm a person where I'm always around in London. Like, you see me on the bus, you see me on the tube. I would hate to be on the tube. Be, what, what, what are you doing on the bus, bro? Like, oh, you, you're that guy, you know, bro. Oh, you're the, you, you know, know what I'm you saying? You know London's like, they will look at you thinking you fell yeah, off. Yeah, bro, knowing, thinking like, you just bro, enjoy commuting. What's man doing in the post office, bro? Like, <laughs> sending off a parcel, bro. Nah, cuz. Go to the front, bro. That's smoke. Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, as I said, I, I love that feeling of like the fact that I'm still, you know, getting people to discover my my, you know, my craft and my comedy and such. And I'm still young in this thing, man. Like, 
when I meet a lot of comics who've been doing this for like 20 years and I'm thinking, right, like, I'm only like five years in. But talk to them because we, we're young. You we've know had I mean? what our episode, I think it was two or three. Mm-hmm. We were um, called Support My Funny. And we were talking about that briefly then. Yeah, yeah. You, a testament to like the comic um, comedy grind is a tough grind. You're saying you're almost uh, like a baby in this. It's, it's been, yeah. a, it's been yeah, a few years yeah, in. I've yeah, known yeah, you yeah. off, obviously off the air yeah, yeah, yeah. through our local area, primary school, whatever, mm-hmm. for a number of years. Yeah, yeah. This isn't overnight. Yeah, no, 100%. Don't get me wrong. Like you have to work at it. Like I, I do like the fact that I didn't, because sometimes I used to start doing comedy and being like, I would say that, you know, when the YouTube thing really started, like I used to put my videos on YouTube and yeah. hope that they would get like 10,000 views and people would see it and stuff. Where in hindsight, they'll just get like five, 600 views. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go out to the comedy shows where it was a time where there was always comedy shows on. You had Kojo's, Cork's Wine Bar. That was like when I was in like, say, uh, just leaving college. Yeah. That's where everyone was going on a Sunday night. You know, then Sunday show. But a lot of these shows were shows where you had to know from someone else. Like, oh, but I've heard about this Kojo thing, man. What's it like? Yeah, but it's a big comedy show. But everyone goes, like, Richard Blackwood, Slim's there. Eddie Caddy. So the so it was almost like it's it's like a secret thing. You know what I mean? Like a secret club. Like when I when I first went Sunday show, a lot of people didn't know about it. But you go there and you see two hundred people, you see you think, right, like how do people don't know, know about this? You tell your friends, no, I never heard of this Sunday show thing. So as a lot of these start, shows started growing, like a lot of it, it produced a lot of comics at that time because it was yeah. like, right, I can actually do comedy somewhere, you know, I can go down to I can go Sunday show. Um, and perform as such, you know. And we, as I said, when I first started, my set has changed so much when I first started to what I talk about now. Mm. You know, to now I talk about who I am. That's you know, more to do with experience. That's, that's a yeah, few years. Yeah, most down. definitely, man. You've Life grown experience. since that time period. You know what I'm saying? So for when I was young, I was talking about raving and going out. Even the jokes I was talking about, I had jokes about Soldier Boy, bro. Like doing that <laughs> Superman dance, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I, I, I would never touch on a joke like that now because. I'm like, if I was to be like, yeah, you know when you go like skip and shut down, it's just like, if I'm to performing to people that are 30, 40 years old yeah. in Bracknell, they're going to look at me like, what are you talking about? I don't know what, these guys talking another language. So Is that where it's at for you now though? Because you were telling me before we start recording, mm-hmm. you had a gig today yourself and if I'm correct, yeah. Angel, so. So yeah, as I said, like now. Diverse crowd? Yeah, I'm trying to push the boundaries of like, not, not say that so much of comedy, but I don't want to be a comedian where I need to water down who I am for people to understand me. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, as I said, I'm from South London. I live in Peckham. I don't want to be that comic that goes on stage and, hi guys, I'm from Peckham. So, hi Jakeezy, you mobile phone? <laughs> like, because I've been to comedy shows and I've seen people say that stuff and I'm just sitting there like, what are you doing? Like, you're watering down who you are, man. If you're from Hackney, say I'm from Hackney. Don't mm. be like, I'm from Hackney, so when I'm jogging, sometimes I might be chasing you. Bro, what? Like, no, I'm bro. sitting there like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Because then that gives access to other comics to then talk about like, because I said, I'm from Peckham, innit? And sometimes when I tell people that, they're like, oh, you're from Peckham? Oh, like, you've been like a gang. I'm like, nah, man, just live there, bruv. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not like, because I live in an area that's had a history of being like negative and being in the paper for the wrong things, doesn't mean I'm a part of that product. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But people often think that, you know what I mean? So Very true. When I go on stage, I want to say who I am, where I'm from, and not feel like, oh, I'm going to say I'm from Peckham. People are going to think I'm some rude boy. I'll say, well, I'm from Peckham. Like, if you want to think you're I'm a rude boy. You wear that with a certain amount of pride, though. Like, I'm from there, but I haven't, I haven't succumbed to what other people have succumbed to. You know to. what? Like, not, to, to be honest, not really. Like, 
don't get me wrong. Like, I like where I live in it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But then I'm Peckham there. The, Peckham ain't the same anymore. It's, oh, it's, it's trendy now. Like, pe- they're trying to make Peckham like doors and gentrification's this, coming in. You know, like, I, this is the funniest thing about Peckham. When I tell white people I'm from Peckham, oh, Peckham. Oh, cool, man. Bussy building. Friends. That's what they know. What's Bussy, it yeah. like? Like, that's the reaction I get from a lot of people now, innit? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm from Peckham. Oh, Peckham. Oh, great, man. I've been back. Black people <laughs> are like, you from Peckham? Because they just still don't, they still know the, the old mm. Peckham, innit? It's like me, like, Hackney's changed now. Of Hackney's course. not the same place. Brixton isn't the same place that it used to be. You see what I mean? They're all nice areas which are expensive to live in. Bro, I met a guy the other day. I told him I'm from Peckham. He's like, oh, Peckham, man. Yeah, I really want to try and, and live down there, man. He said it was too expensive to live in Brixton. Hence why he wants to try and move to Peckham. Mm. But he's saying Peckham is still quite expensive, so he has to move to Forest Hill. Like, growing up, you that would never hear that. conversation 10 years ago, you, you know never, I mean? would have had that. So, as I said, like, a person like for, for myself, I'm only in Peckham because that's where the council have moved my mum. My, my you see what I'm saying? Mm. 10 years ago, when we moved, that's where he moved us. We're not there. I'm not there through choice of me living in the area. I'm there through soon. where the council put me, mm. which is for a lot of other people, a lot of young black young guys oh yeah not even say black a lot of other people so there's some people repping the area and i'm like cool man if you feel like you know this is your ends and you want to say can't come to my ends but i'm like cool but remember the council put you lot there bro you could have ended up somewhere else because the council don't put, put you there do you know what i'm saying yeah so as i said like i live in peckham in a sense of when i tell people i'm from there i don't feel ashamed of it yeah. like why should i do you know what i'm saying like i kind of like the fact i live in peckham i'm close to places like elephant castle I can get to places out here quickly. You know what I mean? I could be out in the sticks. I could be far, like, Croydon sides. I've got friends who live in Croydon. You can get about quite easily. You know what I'm saying? So, where I am, I'm thinking, I like where I am, man. You know what I mean? I get Uber cab. It's quite cheap. I've got Uber cab from, um, (laughs) (laughs) i got one from West to Peckham. £10, you know? Uber. You know what I'm saying? I was in, where was I? I was about, about a month ago, friend's birthday party. Mm -hmm. I was in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Took took an Uber from there, back to East Dulwich. Got a pound. Yeah, bro. Happy days. That's and, what I and mean. He, so. And he had the iPhone 5 charger. <laughs> yeah. And he had the orcs. <laughs> yeah. So we were vibing. <laughs> Me and the Uber cab driver were yeah, vibing. Nah, I like the Uber drivers, man. Some of them are cool, man. They're, they're so much more friendly than mini cab drivers. I, I don't get a black taxi. I don't, it's too expensive. No, me. no. I'm not with that. Um, But yeah, like mini cab drivers are just, some of them are rude, man. Like, I'm, at your, I'm outside. Number 45, bro. <laughs> I live at 45. <laughs> like, live 37. Why are you at 45? For? Never get the dress right you as well. You see what I'm saying? So, um, as I said, like, as I said, I'm from Peckham. Um, I'm not, like, I'm not one of them people, like, I'm not, no, the, the mayor of Peckham to say, nah, man, man's from Peckham, blah. But as I said, this is where I live, innit? So, at the end of the day, if people want to judge me on it and base yeah. their decisions on who they think I am, like, that's totally, like, the wrong thing to do because I don't, I wouldn't do that. If I say, like, some people are me and I'm like, oh, you live there. It's a nice area, man. Like, what's mm. it like? You know what I'm saying? And not areas like, as, 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 as bad as you think it is. Yeah, I mean, you enjoy that side because you you mentioned a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. We both know just from being round round from the area yeah, yeah. that it's changing. Do you do you like the new? Because I call it the new the new Peckham. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's still they still got it's like the people that go Franks and Bussy Building. Yeah, yeah, aren't yeah. gonna know Southampton Way. Yeah, no, no, Road, no, 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 no. The old North Peckham Estates. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not gonna venture that that side of Subway. Do you know what? I I I do like it because you know what? It's one of them. Like I I went to pick up some dry clean the other day. And um, you know you're growing up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, dry yeah. So I picked up this, this dry cleaning, and I'm walking past, and I seen this taxi, and there was all these kind of like hipsters get out of a car, and they went into Yellow Brick with all beers and chicken. Plus, it's obviously I got to see one of their friends. So one, yeah. He greets me at the door. He's like, "Hey guys, 
And I'm like, wow, like, wow, like, it's changing. Like, that's nice mm. to see. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't know, but 10 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have seen a bunch of like hipster cool people getting out of mini cabs. I don't know, maybe it's a house party or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's nice to see that in your area. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just like, Seeing people just, I don't know, man. Just seeing people in a, in just struggling at times. You know what I mean? People having to rob people because they ain't got money and stuff like. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's nice to see, like, be like, bro, like, bro, people just got in yellow brick. Like, I, like for me, I'd never seen that before. It's nice to see people having just normal everyday interactions. Yeah, man. Just things you'd see in other parts of of London. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, bro, that was just, it was just, it did kind of anger, like it did shock me. I was just like, bro, like. Right, boy, that can change you, man. Like, <laughs> look at all these people going to house party in the yellow brick. Like, <laughs> they had, bro, they had like beers of cider and food. It's like, hey, how's it going, Duncan, man? Yeah, man. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, let's go this way. And I'm just like, wow, like, Mary's changing, man. And I did like, I, as I said, because there's some parts of Peckham that have always been quite nice. Yeah. Like, Bellenden Road, for example. Of course, yeah. It's always been a nice part. But it's nice to see other places getting the attention as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, on the high street, you've got Bussy building. And you know Franks and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, yeah, man, it's nice to see. Do you know what but I'm do you think? Because I've got a theory. I like I'm I'm on the on the fence with gentrification. Mm-hmm. Like I love the fact that the areas are getting better, mm. but I hate the fact that it's cool. It's slightly going to a certain extent, yeah, and then the flip side of everything mm-hmm. is money. It's, yeah, no, it's purely down to necessity. There's a lot yeah. of space in these areas. Like you said, you like the fact. You can go elephant yeah, and you can get 100%. about London easily. Because you it makes sense for the key workers, but the people that give the area's identity now can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah, and I think, as I said, like when I look at it and see, see things like that, you've got people moving to Peckham because it's cheap. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And But there's some areas that, for example, like Shoreditch. If you look at Shoreditch years ago, Shoreditch weren't that place. Never. No. Now, Shoreditch is one, it's expensive to live in Shoreditch. Like it's Don't almost... To eat, to, go out, everything's like for me, expensive. I see Shoreditch as like the new central London. When mm. I go around there, it's vibrant. There's always things going on. Like it just—it's just cool to be there. Sometimes I was like, "Right, you always have something to do if nice. you're in Shoreditch." Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, tourists want to go there as such, but as I said, it's like it's it's expensive now to live there. And I, I there's some areas where that's gonna happen. Shoreditch is happening in Dalston. Then you have got Hoxton and Hackney. There's some areas I don't know if that's gonna happen in Peckham. There is way too. There's a stronghold of. Obviously, a lot of Nigerian people. <laughs> and they ain't just going to go overnight. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're still going to have, yes, okay, the rents might go up. But, like, you know, there's that road that they call Little, little, little Lagos. Little, little Lagos. Lagos. Yeah. That ain't going, bruv. That shop is not you'd, going you'd nowhere. Really. So for a lot of uncles and aunties, a lot of these people do own their properties. So it's going to yeah, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could either set up and say, hey, you know, they're offering us mad money to take this place and yeah. set up. But um, as I said, I think some areas it's not going to happen. Sometimes I see it in a thing of, in a way of just like, well, like, because London, as I said, everything's going up in London, isn't it? Like to buy a house, it's way too expensive. Like, if you buy a house, you're considered like, right, you're rich, man. Like, oh, you're done. Well, everyone's like, like you're happy for you, you know done. I mean? like, or you're not. You're like, right, like, you're buying a mortgage, yeah? Now, yeah. Right, well, you're rich, man. Like, just um, <laughs> it's, it's for me, it's a dream, isn't it? Yeah. That I can start buying my own house as such. Um, so it's quite hard because I do see it in a way of just like, you know, I'd, I'd, if I could buy a property in. Peckham, I would, because I like the area. So I'm saying it's close central London. Um, you know, it's things to do. It's it's close to like places like Brixton, and that's one thing I do like about South London. As such, everywhere's right next to each other. Of course, you know what I mean. Um, but then as I said, I'm very fifty fifty on it. Like it's nice that I'm seeing my area change, but it's the same with what you were just saying. Like it's pushing the people who 
you know, who, who've lived there for years out, you know, to further and further away, Bourne Heath, Croydon, before it, before that, it's, it's going to keep pushing until it's going to be matched. Remember, remember what was it in the early 2000s? Probably been, been oh. Three and about oh six oh seven, mm-hmm. there was a massive influx of people from Peckham going to like your Tamers mids and your yeah. Essex. That mm-hmm. that's how far people had to go out to find yeah, yeah, affordable yeah. housing to just mm-hmm. get themselves on a property ladder and then start building for for their future with their kids. Yeah, but then it's weird because a lot of them places are getting like let's say things like Crossrail and stuff like that. And yeah, trains that take twenty minutes to get to London Bridge mm. to go out of London. So some of them places now are places that people want to actually live in. Because a lot of people don't want to live in London. Bus and bus isn't for everyone. Do you know what I mean? So when you look at it like that, you think, right, like, there was a time where everyone was getting pushed out. But now people are in these locations where you can buy a house that is now affordable in them places. Do you know what I'm saying? A, a house that's affordable in my area, not so much. Do you know what I mean? Not, it's not so much it's not, not affordable. It's, can I afford it? I doubt it. Mm. Can I afford to live in Guildford? Yes. It's a little bit cheaper for me. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? True. So if you've been a person that's been pushed out of there, at least you can say, well, I can rent a house. It's quite cheap. We've got everything I need. We've got Nando's. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Don't make sure the chicken's on deck. Yeah. So as I said, like, it is a shame that everybody is, is getting pushed out. And it's, it's, as I said, it's wrong, man. But then it's like, it's weird because it's like, a part of me, I think, like, you can't have one and not have the other. You can't be like, as I said, a part of me, I'm like, yeah, people move. But why does it take cool. that, though? Because, like, we remember we were, we were discussing that as soon as this occurs, it's like, it's great, the area's nice. It was almost like a pleasant surprise for you to see those people enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Without even sugarcoating it, yeah. 10, 15 years ago, people would have been afraid and scared. Why does it take, now that this influx has happened, now the area's mm-hmm. a bit more safer, a bit cleaner, a little bit nicer, there's more yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to us? Why were we not valued beforehand? But then this is the thing, it's like, people like, like for, let's say Bussy Bird, for example. This yeah. is a place that people come to rave in it for me i see it as almost like the new ministry of sound now sometimes i think in my head i'm like but come sunday morning that's church praise and worship oh yeah 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 yeah. trust me i hear it like but then i kind of see it as like you can't be mad because someone else is coming to your area and Mm. then be like oh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make bussy boys we're gonna make it a rave we're gonna play house music blah blah." we're like bro you lived in peckham you could have done this Mm. but instead you didn't want to do this you see what I'm saying? They didn't want to do it or were they not allowed? Well, I wouldn't say not allowed because I said... I don't like, know how much, obviously, I don't, I don't know that much into it for, the, because for it's who's like, tried to get permits or who's tried to do... Yeah, for, okay, like you can always look at it like that, but then you have to keep trying. If you look at it like, didn't give me a permit, man, let's quit. It's like, mm. bro, you try hard enough, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, we can't always be like, no, nah, man, because I'm black. You don't want to let me succeed, innit? Bro, you got to smash that wall down sometimes, innit? All right, you tried to knock. They're not letting you in, innit? You rang the doorbell. Cool. You shout through the letterbox, <laughs> bruv. Break the door, the door down, in innit? Kick if you need, in. you see what I'm saying? That's the kind of boundaries some people face, innit? Some people don't have those boundaries. They have money, cool. We're going to make the busy building, blah, blah, blah. Simple. But as I said, like, there's even small places. There's a place, I forgot the name of it, but they do arcade games in Peckham, right? Yeah. 80s arcade games, yeah? They have a small bar. You know what food they do? Toasties, bruv, with cheese. This place is packed on a Friday and Saturday night. They play garage, they play grime, they play hip hop. Now, for someone like me, I forgot the name, man. You need man. to find this, bro, because it sounds like a sick dance. Bro, it's a nice Toasties. place, you know? 80s arcade games. They've got Bomberman, so Street ups. Fighter. And what you do, the concept, yeah, you pay a pound, you get eight quarters because they're all American arcade American machines, isn't games, it? American yeah. So you put your quarters in it. And it's such a cool place. Like, like me, um, 
me, you know, you know, Louis and Elliot. Yeah. Me, Louis and Elliot and his cousin, we went down there and we're there and I'm in this place and I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm in Peckham right now. Not due to the people, but it's so friendly. You're in there with, with your brethren. I'm playing yeah. street fight with some guy I never met before. Mm. It's that kind of place. Yo, brother, play street fight. Yeah, let's go, man. Put your quarters in, play street fighter. You know what I mean? It's not Chakadero on some hype thing. Yeah. Yo, fam, we sit. Come off the thing. Give me your tokens. <laughs> it's not that. You know what I mean? That's the it, early 2000s talking. Oh, bro, trust squat. me. So, as I said, man, there's these places that are cropping up. And as I said, I've even had ideas. I'm sitting there like, bro, man, this idea is so simple to do. Yeah. Anyone could do it. You know what I mean? And then I was looking at, like, it made me, it not something inspired me, but I was saying to my friends, I was like, bro, we could have done this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's not to a fact of like, oh, we're, we're lazy, blah, blah, blah. But it's like... Maybe the focus is off slightly because we don't have... Say we're talking about it so freely, mm-hmm. it's almost like I didn't feel I was in Peckham. We could, we could have ha- we can have fun in our area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, like, so as I said, th- these things are not, they're not far away from the spectrum. Like sometimes you, you can see them things and be like, I can't do that, I need money. Bro, I searched, um, what's it called again? Like um, letting shops in yeah. Beckham. That same venue come up, yeah? This was about last year, yeah? They were looking for investors for their business. Wow. Yeah? Because I think they were looking for something like £15,000 investors. You have a sh- you have stake in the business in it. You become part, you become one of the owners. Yeah. So, as I said, you're in this place thinking, bro, bro this, whoever owns this is, is so inventive, blah, blah, blah. Bro, they're looking for people to, to, to fund out, it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if I did have the money... In my head, I thought, if I had 15 grand, I'd invest in this straight away. Don't have 15 grand. And part of me, not really going to invest in it straight away. If I had 15 grand, I'd put it down the house. Need to move out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I was really, really serious and I said, look, man, I want to have something in Peckham. I want a shop. I want to create. I want to be part of something. And I could get the money, I'd invest in that. So as I said, it's not part of, it's not one of them things where you see it and you think, oh, it's so far away. I can't do that. Oh man, I'm black. They ain't gonna give me no permits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can, man. But I've had like small ideas. People like ping pong. Yeah. People like yeah. playing table tennis. Of course. Bro, I had one idea. I was like, if I can get a shop, give me about six table tennis tables. Yeah. They're not expensive. You can get in Argos. About 200 pounds. Get a loan, 200 pounds. Ping pong balls. Get a little bar. Serve some drinks. Get alcohol license. That's it. You make money. You wanna rent a table? It's an hour, 20 pounds cool you see what i'm saying things like that then for them like it's just small it's just those small things that can create something massive is that what you're venturing like business wise you want to are you thinking long term because we're going to touch back on the comedy mm-hmm. of course yeah, our conversations yeah, yeah. um deviate a little slightly is that what you're looking long term do you know what? you've been grinding for a while with comedy so mm. you're thinking already i've got to have my money somewhere else as well do you know what i think at this moment i'm at a stage where i need to make the money yeah like one day in the future, that would be like, I wouldn't really say a goal. It would be more of a dream. Mm. But right now, I'm in the stage of, I need to make money. Let's say goal. Dream. You see what I'm saying? I think that you, you can do that. So, as I said, no, don't get me wrong. Like, it would be amazing to own my, you know, like, I wouldn't say my own bar because I've never really looked and been, oh, I need my own bar. But mm. small things like that. Have a little table tennis thing. People come out, people come chill. You know, you can have times where after school, for example, people come after school, that's when the, the, the young kids can come. Yo, mm. from three till six, like... Your space. You know what I mean? It's from 12-year-olds, 16-year-olds, something like that. Guys from six, you know, or maybe till seven, guys, you guys need, not so much need to go, but, you know, like, then, yeah, you need to be under over 16 to come. And 
things like that. I do think of things like that. And I, that that's something I could really do if I really wanted to. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Um, but for me as a comedian, I would love to get to the stage where I'll be able to have my own, um, I wouldn't really say like, like label signed comics. I don't know if that's the word, but my own agency to support, you know, people who want to get into comedy and acting yeah. and, because I've had people support me, like I'm signed to a comedy, uh, to a, not so much comedy label, but, but I've, I'm signed to an agency. They help me out, you know. They just they they kind of discovered me at a show, and they believed in me. So if I had the right finances, but those people you're working with, give them a little shout. Out. Oh no, I'm with UTC, UTC. management. So there's about uh, about eight nine comics on our books, um, and it's kind of weird because as a st- the way they started. It's not like there were people that came from like yeah, you just got bare money to start comedy late. No, they didn't start like that, innit? They was p- two people who had they knew so much people in comedy and in the acting world. They just said, hey, let's why don't we just start our own agency? Yeah, you know, they work at um a place called uh, Up the Creek Comedy Club, hence why it's called UTC. Okay, Art, yeah. yeah, which kind of stemmed from them, and then they signed you know one comic, and they signed another comic. Um, and it's good, man. As I said, like they were the first people to believe in me. I've had other people help me out along the way. Like a good friend of mine called Marvin Harrison. Um, he was a, he he used to be my manager. Okay. Like, and he was like he was kind of like he was a friend and a manager as well. So he always had my back. You know, like he didn't even take any money from me. He just you know was I mean? there to support. He didn't take no ten percent enough. He just helped me. I said, look, I want to help you get onto the next level. You know, and um, as I said, it was he was a friend. Um, and a manager and also a mentor at times you know, yeah. it felt like a bit of an older brother figure for me you see what I'm saying um, and as I said when I when I took the leap to now get signed with UTC you know that for me was like that was at the next level because they 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 could get me to you know to castings as such you okay. know they can get me comedy gigs here and there and stuff like that they have you working I, they put you in the spaces where you can actually showcase yeah, your talent you know what I mean I can have meetings with people from various tv channels and stuff like that you know what i mean so um yeah as i said i'd love to if i got to the right stage um in terms of my career that i could do the same you know yeah. what i'm saying um things that having a bar in you know peckham and maybe table tennis they're just things I'd, i always have ideas at the spot i just think right that'd be quite a cool idea you know that's an idea i'd give to someone else mm. you know what i'm saying i don't need to because it's my idea i should have it like, no, nah, man, someone could listen to this and be like, you know what? I'm going to do that. I want to do that. <laughs> have that. That's a free idea, bro. Take that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just give we can't always... Away. Sometimes I feel that we have ideas to be like, nah, bro. They're all mine, bro. Like, I ain't giving all my ideas. I tell everyone all the time. I hope there's any new ideas under the sun. There's nothing original under yeah, the sun. You know what I'm saying, it's just bro. someone knows how a way of doing it better than someone's done it before. Anything that's you see I mean, now, man. it's probably been someone's idea 10 years mm. ago. That's what I mean. Like, just figured out a better way. Sometimes I feel that sometimes we're in a society where we're like, nah, bro, my idea, I ain't telling no one. So I'm a die with this idea. No one else could have that idea. Obviously, if your if your idea is the patent to the if you're about to cure cancer, keep that to yourself. No, nah, do you know what you them kind do. of things? Share them ideas, innit? Because that's gonna help tons of people, innit? But just make sure, like, at least you go down in history as like, bro, this is the guy who cured cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't make no money off that unless you want to make money off you it. You can do. It. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you can. Yeah. But then you're gonna be the guy who cured cancer and then. Not everyone could afford the cancer treatment. Mm. You, see, you see how you look at it? Like, oh yeah, I got the patent for AIDS. Man's keeping that for me and my brethren, bro. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> That's nah, if you the man got AIDS, but I don't <laughs> you know, know what's what going on. You, man, do your thing, bro. I be for you. Live yeah. life, bro. <laughs> I got the patent, bro. 
So, as I said, man, if there's certain ideas, like, if it's things that like ideas where you're going to start the new Twitter or something, that's something mm. you, um, keep to yourself. If it's t- yeah, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Cancel maybe the wrong as well. If it's tech, keep it to yourself because yeah, man, there's, a lot, there's a lot of money to be made in tech. A yeah, man, money that's tech. like life-changing money. When you think yeah. of the guy who, you know, invented, he's not even like, I'm not thinking. The guy who does Snapchat, Facebook. very simple Snapchat, idea. Snapchat, bro. WhatsApp. Mm. You know what I mean? WhatsApp uses, is made through text. You know what I mean? Text and data. Yeah. So when you look at that, you're like, bro, boy, seen a loophole that places like O2 and T-Mobile and all these massive mobile companies. In one. Do you know what I mean? Together. You know what I mean? To the point where they're like, they want to try and ban it now. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So as I said, man, like if you have ideas, man, feel free to, to share. If you know you can't do it or you think someone else will do it better, share that, man. You know what I mean? Knowledge is power sometimes, man. You know, you keep it. You ain't, you're just going to end up just having a bunch of ideas, bro. <laughs> that, that never banged. <laughs> You're going to be that old guy. Nah, bruv, I had that idea for that before my man, you know. Okay, but you, did, you didn't, didn't do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? You didn't make it work. So, as I said for myself, what I'd love to do if I could get, you know, um, uh, comedians, actors, um, and, you know, have my, not so much to be like, let me sign them, but, you know, to be like, if I had, if I had the right contacts, if I was at a stage in my if you're career, a stage where you're, you're built yourself enough. Yeah, man. Then it's like, they're you know standing I mean? next to you, you're putting people on. So like things like, even things like youth clubs, I was quite fortunate to be able to, like when there weren't like youth clubs now or like a myth, mm. you know what I mean? Kids don't go to youth clubs. Youth but clubs, like when, just when you say that though, because mm-hmm. I've got one around the corner from us, so you probably yeah, know what yeah. I was talking about. Venture mm. playing. Yeah, yeah. The kids don't, it's not even a case of, I'm probably, on the other side of this. It's not a mm. case of there's no youth clubs. They don't want to go youth club. But this is the thing though. Why? I've got you the internet. I could be coming on, uh, outside my bit, no, it's true, smoking, it's true. drinking. Mm. Why don't, for what? In front of some adults who are going to now true, to be fair. tell me how to behave. I've got my freedom. I'm outside. <laughs> yeah. Mum's at work till 10 at night. From when I've Do come home from like half through four, mm-hmm. I can run the streets. It is true because I think when I was in, when I was in youth clubs, we didn't have, like, yes, we had mobile phones. But we didn't have WhatsApp, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have Facebook. Um, but then it's like, there was a lot of things that youth clubs were doing for us. Mm. I don't know if the youth clubs can do that trips. now, because they have excursions, trips, and things like camping. You know what I mean? Taking yeah. some kids from Peckham and Camberwell to uh, uh, Sheffield to do camping. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, these are young, these are young kids that have never even left London, some of them. So they're going camping, and some people hear camping like, no, man, that's long, bro. Uh, man's gonna be in a tent with man them like bro <laughs> I, i've done camping a few times in it yeah you really when you go camping with a bunch of friends it's so fun in it like i've i remember i went to uh, south africa about two years ago two three years ago went camping in it um and we camped in that like a safari park basically yeah. and it got like a little camping area bro it's most one of the most like bonding you say sessions. safari park yeah because what they do they got safari park yeah, yeah. then they've got like a a bit where you can do camping. Okay. But it's like property and they've got like a restaurant and a hotel and all that. But the actual so lions... So you leave in the tent and go and MACD's and that? No, 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 no. <laughs> so they got like a... Because I think they use it as like a like a hotel kind of thing. So you can go to stay at the hotel. Okay. Then you wake up in the morning, you go to safari. But it's not like a case of like the lion is like like round the corner. Like grazing around the corner. Like, yeah, the like they're quite far from each other. But because it's because you drive, you drive into the actual okay. park. And the park is massive. It's like the size of... I don't, I don't know if I would that. You said safari park. I'm yeah. still outside. These animals, they're wild animals. Yeah, you got to yeah, start yeah. respecting don't, them. Bro, like, don't get me wrong. They have like, you know, um, what are they call it again? Uh, you know that like box park? Yeah. yeah. They just walk around. 
Like they're in the actual camping bit, innit? Yeah. So I remember I was going toilet, innit? And <laughs> you know when you're half asleep, you kind of forget where you are. Just like, I need to go toilet, and the toilet's that way. Yeah. And got these lights on, innit? So me and my brethren was like, bro, I need to go for a piss. Yeah, I'm going piss. So we go, we walk in, and man's just seeing this this antelope box park thing, bro. Like, right. bro, what's that? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so as I said, some of them are just some of them there because they're harmless, innit? Mm. But the lions can't really get into the camping enclosure anyway. Because it's way not. too far. Because I'm talking about this safari park is like the size of, like, let's say the size of South London. Like, so mm. I'm talking like, it's massive, bruv. Like, to be, like, you drive for so long, you're like, bruh, like, we're like, this is far. We're driving far, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but as I said, it's all enclosed, but the animals are still wild. If you got, if you got left out in there, you're, you're in the wild. I know you're in a, in a park environment. But you're really out there. But you are in the wild, technically. When you're driving towards it, they've got these massive fences in it. But as I said, you see the elephants and that, but you still keep driving for time, bruv. So obviously they have fenced it off. So, you know, people can't climb over and start shooting other animals and stuff. Mm. But if you climb over to be like, yeah, I'm going to walk through the other side and you get attacked by a lion. That's on you, isn't it? That's your fault. <laughs> the, the park won't actually do nothing. They won't do nothing because they're like, bro, no one can... Because I think there was a place, there's another place as well, I think, there's a safari park. I'm not too sure if in South Africa, it might be Mozambique, but basically a lot of people like um, would cross it to get to the other side of, um, I think you go through Mozambique, South Africa to another country. Mm. So it was a shortcut. But then, yeah, loads of people like, like silent seekers just get killed. You get eaten by lions and shit like that. So yeah, man. But as I said, things like camping, like they're real good bonding sessions when you're young with your friends, with your mates. You know what I mean? Which a lot of guys won't have now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as I said, like you switch your phones off. Just talk to your brethren, man. You bust Joe, you have jokes. Even it sounds corny, like sitting around the fire eating marshmallows. It sounds like something out of American film. That sounds very movie You know what I mean? But as I said, doing these things, you, you do that. You're like, ah, just fire you, man. Come and get some marshmallows. Oh, man, it's so popping. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not something you're going to do if you're sitting in the estate playing pound up. You, man, come and burn up some marshmallows. Like, no, mm. you're doing that for, bro. Nah, we're all chicken and chips. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you're not gonna do them things, man. But as I said, like with things like spending cuts, youth clubs don't have the money to say we're gonna take 15 kids. They can't get insured, do in, in this day, you know age, what I mean? With the amount of stuff that's going on in the news, safety, you've got. Nah, so you you got, can still do you, them things, man. Because now they have some places which are like when I say camping, like we didn't just go out there with tents and just pitch up. Yeah. Like there's like place actually camping places in it. I so, remember we used to, we, we would, this would probably be years ago, year six, mm. primary school, when Cornwall, you do like your little field trip, you go yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of things. Those things do still exist to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but they are making them a lot harder because they are still very expensive. The school's got yeah, to get yeah, insurance, yeah, yeah. you've got to get it signed But then that's off. what I mean. That's like now with things like youth clubs, they need funding for that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And as I said, a lot of councils don't have the money to be like, oh, I have some money to take you to your lot camping. And then the youth club would rather have the money to be like, oh, let's invest in some computers. So we can have after school clubs Music and stuff like programs. that. Do you know what I mean? Things that will be benefit that will benefit to the and people coming to right, youth right club. Now, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, as I said, well, we were quite fortunate to go on cinnamon trips. I don't know if youth clubs still do that now, but as I said that now, like, why is the youth club going to take you to cinema? Like, they'd be like, no, we take cinema. Like, they mostly take on another trip somewhere else. Wednesdays run out now as well. So haven't even got that option. No That's more. what I mean, man. Do you know what I mean? So cinema's expensive now, man. Nah, I'm not expensive. You got you know Dave? You going cinema? Like, especially when you know that Avengers or something comes out, yeah, then 3D films, you're like, Whoa, 20 pounds, <laughs> and you gotta get popcorn. And you, you're, you're going to watch Avengers in it, 
You're going so to you really want to get big popcorn. Give me a big popcorn, a big ice flask. Some of my friends go in, nachos. they get hot dogs, nachos. I'm like, bro, boy, just you're not going in, bro. Like, <laughs> before you know, you spent £60 in the cinema, bro. Like, <laughs> you come out, you've had a good time, you look at your bank balance, you're stressed. And the thing is, you know, I found that when you go cinema, some, so, you know, you have to enjoy it when you spend that much money. You yeah, have to read. You, listen, have, to, if I spent, you have to laugh if I spent at the jokes. 50 you know? pounds, I'm laughing. Ha! I'm yeah. laughing at everything. Listen, the amount of films I've watched in cinema and be like, hey, bro, that film was a joke, you know? And then I watch it on Netflix. I'm like, hey, this one's rubbish, man. I went like, to see Get Hard, Kevin Hart. Yeah. And we spent, we spent a bit of money in there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I watched it back, obviously. It's not on DVD or whatever. I just yeah, got a cheeky yeah, little yeah. link online. Yeah. This film's dead. Like, I watched it back, I was like, Really? You think it's not that funny? Like, really? But when you're in the cinema environment, you laugh, you have a good time. I think there's some films that I've watched now, like I go cinema, like I watched Taken. You know, I think it's Taken Three. Mm, yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I'm with my brethrens. I didn't enjoy like, that. No. But w- you know, when you first, when it comes on, you're like, "Oh, my man, Taken." Oh, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Nah, this is rubbish, man. This film is rubbish." Like, <laughs> like how many like, times are you gonna get Taken? How many times? You know what I'm saying? How many? So, um, as I said, like things like going back to the youth club thing, man, like youth clubs are going to invest in what is like things that are in- What's relevant for right now? That's what it is. And for the kids, their attention now, they're on their phones, they're on the computers. Yeah. And if you've you, if you got nice Apple Mac or two, people, mm. the, the kids might come to you. You've got a little studio, they can make music there. Yeah. Then of course they're going to come. But that's what I think. I think it's good. Like, as I said, when I went to, when I was going to youth club, they had, you know, like the decks so you can do MCing and them kind of things which helped as I said when you look at the, the, the some of the artists that have come out of this country in the last year a lot of them started off in youth clubs yeah. you know what I'm saying so if they like that's what they're all kind of you know if people like to, if a lot of the young people are emceeing and doing rapping you know it doesn't make sense to take them sometimes on a camping trip I'm, I, I know I did say it's good for them to do that but invest in a studio you know what I mean if you can't invest in a studio maybe get some money to say oh you know we're going to take you guys down to a studio to actually record meet some people you know to show you how it works you know yeah. you go down there for an hour you know you can record some you know what i mean things like that which is gonna you know engage them you know having someone to be like yo we got this speaker coming in this is um father joseph you know from the church and <laughs> they're not gonna be that move bro who's this father joseph guy bro you know what i mean you're gonna pay him to do this talk yeah like some of the youths don't want to hear that but if you have things that are going to stim it some of them you can't you know really, I mean? really play the reverend though come on that's god's work you, you can't really think, play reverend like yeah <laughs> don't get me wrong that's good in it yeah. but i remember when i was in the youth club and they tried to do some speech about oh you know like some of you lot should think of joining christianity and stuff like that and i thought that's cool what you guys are doing but i was just like hold on a sec we're 14 yeah we come to youth club to chill out. We're not, we don't want to be, you know what I mean? Like, we want to play pool and table tennis. We get that ready for mums on Saturday night about church. You coming in telling us to join, you know, a religion. I was like, I was sitting, I was like, this ain't right, bro. And as I said, <laughs> you're more vulnerable at these ages. Yeah, you're course. very vulnerable. You know what I mean? So if someone's saying to you, yeah, man, yeah, come, man. You know what I mean? You enjoy it. If they want to do it, they'll do it. If you force it on people and they, they'll just be like, I don't know. Well, my boy is going, so I'm going to go. You see what I'm saying? So, as I said, I think youth clubs should try and invest in those kind of things, you know what I mean? Things like football. You think of how many of our friends, you know what I mean, play football. Yeah. yeah I think invest in things like football, man. Make a, make a team or something, football team. Take a lot of some of these young guys off the streets. Because you were saying, oh, you know, why? I'll be at home, I'll be texting, drinking, smoking weed, whatever. Have a little Saturday football team. Them things will be like, yeah. That's come. an easy stereotype. You Not everyone's I mean? experience is like that. But yeah, for a lot yeah, of the kids, yeah, I know it's 
They're not at the youth club. Why am I go- why am I going there? What's the need for me yeah, to be there? Yeah, that's what I mean, bro. But as I said, if you go youth club, you got a youth club football team. Because when I went youth club, we had a little football team. Yeah. So then things make you go on a Saturday, got training on a Thursday. At least at least the youth club are doing something for There's you guys and your friends. There. Maybe studio, music. People need help with jobs, CVs. That's the things that I think some of the youth clubs are doing now and should be providing for a lot of these young kids. Because yeah. when, you, when you're in school, they don't teach you how to make a CV. They don't teach you about taxes. But this is where the youth club can be, come in and be like, guys, you guys are going to be young adults soon. You know about taxes, how to get a job, how to apply for jobs. Then uni, let's help you with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, as I said, like, youth clubs for me, when we were growing up, they didn't have that, but they did. They had money, so they could take us camping, stuff like that. Now that there's fun, there's cuts, there's other ways you can, you know what I mean, help some of these young guys out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, as I said, I've always, I'll always be a fan of youth clubs, man. Yeah, we're getting off topic you know slightly, I mean? but yeah, 100%. to um, the homie back on what we're here for. Mm-hmm. If you're a comedian, yeah. in terms of what we've been discussing, how does that bleed into your your content and what you're talking about? Because you, you seem like, just through conversation, mm-hmm. and now obviously we're all older now, so pretty well rounded, your experience is a bit more vast, you're seeing and learning, and now you're able to look back. Yeah, yeah. Do those things come across now when you're on stage? Yeah, 100%, man. Like, I always like talking about my past and who I am and what I used to do on stage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and this is my experiences, man. Like, I think as I've got older, I've been able to let down a guard and take the piss out of myself mm. a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a way where I can still make you laugh with me. You know what I'm Not saying? Rather than you. laugh at me. So, yeah, it's, it's great letting down that guard being, like, I remember I used to get cussed in school name and stuff like that and you know things like that which is it's my experience you know what i'm saying so as a comic you need to kind of let that guard down you know what i mean you can't always be on stage and be the cool guy and be like i'm gonna take the piss out of this guy at the front of the stage look at your hair bro oh, everyone <laughs> laughing you know what i'm saying um as i said like i can take the piss out of myself but we all relate to pain on some level though so yeah 100 people like laugh as i said what kevin hart says laugh at my pain bro like people laugh at your problems man I'm saying when they're real stuff when I talk about like things like I remember like jokes and saying stuff like oh you know I remember my friends was coming out so like you know some of my mom's chicken and rice so I say no nah, brother eat toast now nah, you ain't got no butter eat Vaseline like you, <laughs> you see what I'm saying like so things like that are just stupid things but things that like I've heard my brethren's do you see what I'm saying not like yeah. my brethren's but things like you got friends yeah, that eating Vaseline with toast <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, there's them stupid stories you hear of, like one of your friends be like, yeah, one time I was at one boy's house, my man was eating resting on toast, you know? Swear that, like, just them kind of stories of just stupidness at times. It's silly but relatable. You know what I mean? It's silly, it's relatable. You have a friend like that, you know someone like that, you know what I mean? You can be like, oh yeah, I've been in that situation, that's kind of funny, or, you know what I'm saying? Rather than being the guy on stage, just being like, I'm gonna take the piss out of this, I'm gonna take the piss out of you, I'm gonna take the piss out of where you're from, let's take the piss out of Jamaicans, Africans, you know what I'm saying? That form, I think that format, I've, I'm, I've been putting it out there and I want everyone that listens to, I hate that format. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about it on our last few podcasts and just in general conversation, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear big up South London, big up North London. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Jamaica, where are you? Yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to hear a bit more content. Do you know, it's weird. I, when I, when I host shows, I do this thing where I'm like, oh, if you're Nigerian, make some noise, everyone always cheers. Yeah. If you're Ghanaian, make some noise, everyone cheers. And I say, if you're Jamaican, make some noise, everyone cheers. Then I say, all right, cool. Well, that's the black nations kind of thing. Because they're the three 
countries where when I go out, yeah. they're very dominantly going to the clubs. Go on, oh, Nigeria, Jamaica. And it gets a big laugh. You know what I'm saying? Um, as I said, like, I do like, sometimes I watch, I, go, I say I watch, I do some, some comedy shows where the thing is, it's not so much the comics have to change. The audience have to change. Yeah. Once the audience stop laughing at that stuff, the comics are going to be on stage. And be like, oh, bro, you don't find this funny no more. All right, need to change it up. You know what I mean? So I was a person where I used to do a lot of comedy shows and see this. I used to, I used to have jokes about, uh, you know, like Jamaican people and you go to Jamaican takeaway and blah, blah, blah. But then so many, so many people diss the woman in the Jamaican takeaway, but you still go back. Mm. So why are you going to diss the woman, bruv? But we like our food, though. That's what it yeah, is, Yeah, we though. like our food. But if we're going to like our food, why have we got to take the piss out of the person serving it to us? Do you know what I mean? Yes, Customer service okay. is shocking sometimes. Yeah, bro. don't get me wrong. That the service, service is bad. Is shocking. The service is bad, don't get me wrong. But like, there's only so much we can talk about it. Like, it's been done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But as I said, no, the I'm, audience... I'm, I'm here with you. I'm with you. know I, what it is? I want to hear something different. The audience need that, that to ch- they need to change. You know mm. what I mean? Because as I said, when I was you know, going to comedy shows. A lot of that stuff was new. You know what I mean? When I, I, I said, I said the same joke when you go to the Jamaican takeaway you knew, you knew and you have Patrice and she got drawn on eyebrows. Bro, people were busting up in it. Yeah. And I'd say, yeah, she'd have her jeans with the belt trying to hold up the, the jeans and all that kind of stuff. And people were laughing in it. But then I thought to myself, you know, this is funny. But me as a comic, I want to perform. I want to sell out the O2 arena. I want to yeah. perform everywhere I can. If someone says we got a show for you in America, I want to go to America. Be able to tell the same joke. If I feel I can't do that and only one audience get it, then I failed in my quest, didn't it? You mm. know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. You can say, well, you might have an audience that like that stuff that might be in America. Cool, isn't it? But I'm not really getting away. I want to make everyone laugh. So whether there's a white guy, a black guy, Chinese avatar, I don't care, innit? I want to make everyone laugh. How do you see yourself though? Because Without even stating the obvious, mm-hmm. I look at when you mentioned yourself being around A dot. I remember when you guys were all first coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two and days. I look at you guys as black comics. That's all like from yeah, inception. Yeah, yeah. How do you view that? Because you said you wanna one day sell out the O two, and I think that's a massive, amb- and I want to see you do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, but where where is the space for you guys to go off and go off and because it's you're black comedians to us, mm-hmm. you have to then go and do the mainstream thing. But this is what I'm trying to do now, bro. They don't have to go and do that, though. They ha- they walk into... They can. But the thing is, they... So, for example, you can sell it at O2 and just have an audience that loves your stuff. Yeah. You can be on TV and have the audience that love your stuff. But I want to have a show where, you know, like, when I went to the Dave Chappelle show, I seen white people there, I seen black people there. Every type of... I seen Asian people there, the Chinese... Everyone was there because yeah. they're there to have a laugh and have good comedy in it. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying... I. Even it don't have to be black. Like if you go to a show and it's just all loads of black, look, like loads of black people, that's cool as well, isn't it? But me as a comic, my goal has always been to make everyone laugh, in it. Mm. So if I said at O two, like, and I'm not, I'm not saying if I said O two and she's black people, I'll be disappointed. Not at all. That's twenty thousand people, in it. I can then make my youth club of table tennis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean. But as a as a person who wants to make everyone laugh. Like, I would love to set the O2 and have loads of people there. All types, all colours, all races, all ages, all mm. backgrounds. You see what I'm saying? Um, as I said, I set that goal very high. But I think that's as high as you need to set it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as I said, I could be one of the biggest black stand-up comics in this country. Sell out Hackney Empire, sell out the O2 Arena. And if, 
if everyone from South London is going to come, it's five thousand people. That's great. But then, if you're going to be like, oh, I don't think I, like I want people to come to my show and be like, I like him because he's funny, not oh, I like him because you know he's he's from my ends, isn't it? Mm. Like, what do you mean from your ends? You mean from the same ends? You're in West London, you're South London. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think you know if you like me, I'm trying to do this mainstream thing right now, isn't it? Like, and I'm learning. I'm still learning. Like, I've only been like I'd say I've only been doing it really probably for the last two years. You know, going to places like Bracknell, for example. Yeah. Like, you get there, the audience, there's 50 people, and they're all, like, middle-aged, like my mum's age, 50 people, white and black. Mainly, predominantly more white. I think there's only one black guy, to be fair. But Is I'm telling the him... Say what? Is that a bouncer? No, 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 he's with his <laughs> wife and that. But um, as I said, man, I want to make everyone laugh, in. I want to be able to go Scotland with the same set yeah. that I've done in Bracknell and make them not laugh. I want to be able to say, like, cool, I'm going to Australia. Same set and make them laugh. I don't want to have to be like, all right, cool. Man's going here. Let me change it so they like it. Yeah. Why should I do that? Do you see what I'm saying? So if I get to the pinnacle of doing the O2, I don't want to have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to change it because it's mixed tonight. Mm. Mixed audience. You've got some black people come, some white people come in. No, man. Doing the same. Why do, why do you see what I'm saying? Like, even with me question, I'm just sitting there thinking, why do, not even I'm not a comedian, but I say mm-hmm. us yeah. have that pressure. Because I look at the, the comedians who are, your comedians who have, Get shows you end up having mm-hmm. talk shows you have their TV shows up and and tour up and down country yeah they don't have to come and mix with us they're in that world and they're sustainable they're doing fantastic yeah you have that pressure of whether it's self inflicted or from what's around you or what you're mm-hmm. aware of that you want to go and do well over there because you want your comedy to travel as far as possible yeah but we look at you as that's more that's ours yeah I don't know because sometimes the people that bring you up feel that they have invested mm. something in you in it like they've invested shares in you so as i said what can sometimes happen they bring you up they was there from the start yeah man i see when he first started because i was there when man was in the sunday show you yeah. see what i'm saying <laughs> so these people feel like they own a part of me because mm. they went to my shows and yeah but man went hit the empire bro like when no one knew him in it so they feel like that they that they've owned a part of me as such they brought me up they came to my shows so when i'm on live at the apollo and then I'm getting there. He's like, yeah, bro, that's my guy. I remember seeing him from the get-go. And that's cool, isn't it? But then what happens with that? When you get too big, then people will bring you down. You see what I'm saying? Mm. We see it in, t- in society where someone becomes an up-and-coming person, then they get famous. We love, you know, we love the underdog. It's just standard. We love the underdog. We do. You, you, know you get too big. You seem like you're too far away. You're out of reach now. I yeah. can't. You're not accessible. You're not retweeting my stuff. You don't hit me back as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just probably more busy. Like I can't be everywhere and anywhere. It's 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 a really weird notion, man. Because I see it in a, I see it in music a lot, and every time I see musicians, I remember when Iggy Iggy Azalea, whatever it is, Azalea, when she first started. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because I'm v- I've always been very vocal on Twitter, innit? I always listen to Twitter. I'm always tweeting in it. When she first started, yeah. A lot of people was like, yeah, I like this girl, man. She's all right, bro. She's decent, man. She can rap, blah, blah, blah. This is when she first, first started, bro. Mm. First, first started. This isn't when she was, like, blowing and had like shoes. fancy, yeah? big songs. People liked her, innit? I don't care what anyone says, innit? I used to see her tweets, innit? And people, yeah, man. I didn't even know who she was. I checked out. I was like, oh, right. Cool. First thing I seen when I seen her, I said, you know what? People are going to like her when she's underground and they don't really know her too tough. Because she's not at that pinnacle. Mm. When she started blowing and she became that superstar, then they said, "Nah, fuck that. She's fake. She's taking our culture." Blah 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 blah. But I think it was it was it was if you paid like you do pay attention to mm-hmm. Twitter and that, 
I think is coupled with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just be real. She's white, and it was the worst time for Iggy ever because that time period with America and where we are in terms of race, mm-hmm. we just what she blew up. Yeah, we just had the stuff with Macklemore beating out Kendrick. You had all the police brutality, police violence. She mm-hmm. just became the full guy. Like she's she's done. I don't. I think she's done. I honestly think she's done. I don't see her coming back because the now it's is, getting worse. She's no, just going to get the, booted about. Do you know why she won't go? Because like because we still talk about like once you start talk once you don't talk about anyone. Mm. Then that's it. I don't, think, I don't think we talk about her that much. I think nah. she's. When I think people, it's quiet for her. You know what it is? When you retweet all them things, yeah, mm. of her rapping at some concert, when you see you retweet that, you put a picture up or blah, blah, they're still relevant. Even though it's in the negative, that person mm. is still relevant. It's when you don't talk about them, they're not relevant anymore. No one talks about MC Hammer. That's because he is nowhere near relevant. That's a long time ago. Though. Yeah, that's it's a, a very long time that's ago. That's a long time. Do you know what I mean? But when people don't get talked about, that's when you need to watch. Like even Kanye West, for example. I use him as a good example. People will talk about him in a negative. Oh, Kanye's a prick, man. Went on stage, blah, blah, blah. You're still talking about him. The newspapers yeah. will still put him in. He is still relevant, isn't it? Of course. Your mum knows who he is, isn't it? Okay, Kanye, it's in the negative. Iggy. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's two But two once the people turn off and they don't remember... I remember Kanye West in, oh yeah, 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 cool. That's when you're like, rah, no one cares for you no more. Yeah. You're not, you're not relevant in it. And a lot of people see the negative as like, oh no. Nah. Yeah. You were saying, oh, you think that's it. She's done for. Yeah. People, she, if she performs at the Mobos, Twitter will be back and talk, why is she at the Mobos? Blah, blah, blah. Do you see what I'm saying? The Mobos for her is, in my eyes, because she technically could dominate because she mm-hmm. sits in a space where She's urban because she's standing next to Ti, yeah. so she's gonna do all right in that mm-hmm. regard. And then mainstream wise, good looking girl, big bum, and she's white. It's gonna help on that end because mm-hmm. she's relatable to them. So we we got, talk we talk about race a lot and we have yeah, the debates, yeah. but in that in that arena <laughs> we're a minority mm. in terms of ownership and in terms of audience that actually buy as well. So if they buy all the music, of course they're gonna support Iggy. But the thing is, you gotta remember the people buying the music. Are little girls who like? Oh I say this all the time. It's, it's girls that buy music. So it's little girl. It's young people that are buying music. Mm. The radio stations that are playing her. So until they keep on supporting her, she'll always be relevant in it. Yeah. So once they go older, then they say, "Nah, we're not really, they really ask." Yeah, that, so you have that little that cool face you know where you grow out of it, and then mm-hmm. you're like, "I don't really like that anymore." So as I said, man, like as I think, like it's. I think sometimes it's easy to talk about race in a lot of other subjects. But then I think, like, I, n- I never really, like, don't get me wrong, I, I do comedy as such. And as I say, saying, I do want to sell out things like the O2 and stuff like that. But I don't look at myself and be like, I'm black, it's going to be a lot harder for me. I don't... I, I don't, don't think you should have that mentality. I think it's, I think it's, it's refreshing that you said, you said that so, you don't, you don't see it. Mm. I think for some... It's not so much I'm blinded by it. You're not naive to it, you shouldn't be. I don't but think you should be naive said, to it. Like, I'm gonna like I know I'm gonna get to the pinnacle of what I need to set my goals out for. Obviously, yeah. something like the O2, it's 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 more of a dream. It's not a goal for me right now. My mm. goal right now is to become a mainstream household comic, being yeah. on panel shows, being on TV. Just what I'm saying, Stuff making like a living. Week if that was yeah, making a living yeah. off a career that I enjoy. That's my goal right now mm. in this moment. The O2 and stuff like that is I would I wouldn't even say it's a dream. It's it's, it's a pinnacle of what I think will happen eventually. Whether I'm going to be playing there with a lot of other comics at something like Comedy Gala, I don't know, in it, mm. But I know I'm going to play there. 
Don't know when, but I do in it because that's what I have to see myself. So if I always said to myself, do you know what, Mo, you're going to play the O2, but it's going to be mad hard because you're black. Like, then I wouldn't get anywhere in life having that's that mentality. That's attitude. I would, ne- I would never encourage anyone to that attitude, never. I would never get anywhere in life and I would never encourage anyone to, to think like that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you thought you're, if you think of your life like that, you won't get anywhere in life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? Like, as I said, me as a black comic, for one, yes, I'm a black comic, but I'm a comic, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Like, I do comedy shows and I don't go on stage and be like, okay, cool, I'm going to be funny because I'm the black guy in this show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I watch the other comics material and I sit there, I'm like, I'm funnier than him. I'm not funnier than him because I'm talking about race. I don't go on stage like my, my set now. I don't talk about my colour of my skin. Like you mentioned that and that's the hottest topic on the roads right now is race. You know what so I mean? don't talk about race at all. So no, nah, bro, I don't that there's times I might mention it in experiences I've had. Yeah. But as I said, when I'm on stage, I'm talking about my mum. I'm talking about my dad. I'm talking about my name growing up in school. Um, I'm talking about people I've worked with. Like it's the other day I remember I was doing a gig and I'm like, rah, like I didn't mention me being black once. I just had I was just funny. Do you know what I'm saying? I kind of left the gig and I was like, I was just funny. I didn't talk about me being black once. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't, and I said, some, some comics have jokes about race and stuff like that. That's them, in it? I don't know. what They write what they want to write, in it. But me, I feel that I can be funny without mentioning the colour of my skin. Do you know what I'm saying? And I said, I don't want to be like, okay, cool. I'm the black comic. It's going to be harder for me. Nah, man. My, my stuff is funnier than the white guys or the Chinese guy or the Asian guy. Sick attitude to have. Because I'm, must, I'm just funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you put yourself in that position of thinking of your skin color before your talent, you, it's, it's not a good, it's, it's not refreshing for yourself mm. as a performer. If you're a musician, you're an artist, um, whatever you do, you know what I'm saying? So as I said, I go out there to make people laugh, to make everyone laugh. So I never really want to be like, all right, cool. So I'm going to go on stage and talk about, I'd say if you want to talk about race, you're more than welcome. You see what I'm saying? And it's quite funny because you have some white comics to be like, ah, oh, you know, we find a lot of urban comics. They think always talk about race, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I'm like, dude, like sometimes it, you're talking about experiences. You know what I mean? If your experiences of you living in wherever you're from and talking about it, that's your experience. Yeah. You know, if my experience is about me talking about my race in the sense of this and making it funny, that's, you know what I mean? That's my experience. You know what I mean? So you can't then be like, oh, it's not fair to you guys. But on the flip side of that, though, mm-hmm. you say you don't see, and I, and I love the attitude. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm funnier than my colour or I'm funny before. I'm not funny because of colour. Yeah, yeah. But it's from a political standpoint, even just mm-hmm. social standpoint, I'm sure it's, you can't ignore it. We've no, had 100%. Sandra Bland. Yeah. Young lady died. Um, um, we don't know. Hasn't come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Initial reports are suicide, mm-hmm. but the image popped up on Twitter because that's like I said, Twitter's news. Twitter Sky News. CNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter, the photo. You, you I looked it. at it. I read someone's someone put a nice lengthy piece. Yeah. And I looked at it, and from the arguments they said, that photo looks a bit suspect to me. She mm-hmm. looks like she may have passed away in the picture. Yeah. And she may have. Where does that, in terms of like you, almost like our social commentators? Yeah, that's why I look at comics. Yeah, of course you were there to make our day like go quicker. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's just you're on Vine quickly yeah, for like yeah, six yeah. seconds, your Insta, even a funny tweet. Yeah, I look to you for that. It's not maybe not fair because mm-hmm. you're still human beings. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Where does that stand for yourself? Obviously, you don't want to necessarily just talk about race, 
yeah, in yeah. the most obvious way in terms of your experience when he ends. But it's, it's almost hard to ignore. When yeah, no, happen. definitely. But I think it's also the type of comic you are. Mm. You see what I mean? Because it's like, the type of comic I am, it doesn't matter what is happening in the news. Like, that's not my style. Do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. saying I'm going to ignore the situations. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, but as I said, like, if I'm then going to talk about that, I need to talk about everything. You know what I mean? I need to talk about Islamophobia. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as I said, for myself and making people laugh, I'm not at that level yet. So, like, as I said, I know, I know it like, it's in a sense of like, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to ignore it and talk about me and my background and blah, blah, blah. But well, as I, I you're said, saying, from what you're saying, but as I said, I'm you focus on just being funny first. The thing is, I focus on being funny. If that was the type of stuff that I spoke about, then yes, I want to spread the message, stuff mm. like that. Um, where I'm at in my comedy journey right now, I'm just about trying to get out there and tell people my story before I can tell them my message. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Once I tell them my story, then they're like, hey man, we want to hear what you got to say on this subject. Then I can talk Because your opinion is a bit more valued. Than you know what I mean? Dave Chappelle can talk about it. Everyone, you're going out to see Dave Chappelle. What is Dave's view on what's going on? on do you see what I'm saying? What's going on in Carolina? You know what I mean? You know Dave, he talks about politics as well, like Chris Rock. You know what I mean? But I'm sure when some of them comics were starting, you know, when Chris Rock started, he was like mad young. He's like 18, you see what I'm saying? I'm sure he wasn't in the, in the comedy clubs yeah. talking about, you know, what's happening in the 80s with Rodney Kennedy. Do you see what I'm saying? Because when you're, as I said, for myself when I'm first trying to get out there and stuff, I now need to tell my story, who I am, where I'm from. Once I get to that position, then yes, I might start talking about social subjects and how I feel about them and stuff like that. Like even like I have this material where I talk about how me and a friend of mine, we went to Clee, yeah? It's yeah. A, it's, if you go North Land, it's Manchester, Manchester. We walked into Burger King. This woman said to me, um, she goes, just to let you know, we got no chicken royales left. Yeah. <laughs> I would have laughed though. Yeah. Just out, I'd start giggling. But then, so I wouldn't have thought, I was like, why would you assume I want a chicken royale? Like, why would you assume that? Like, oh, I'm on a rodeo, you know, never know, it. You know, and, but the thing is, the way how I, I, I use that joke, I don't use that joke where I'm like, I'm looking for racism. Mm. Where is the racism in it? Because you can hear that the way I'm telling the joke and where the story is about to go, the story can sound like this woman's being a bit, she could generally say, we have no more chicken. Or she could just be saying, oh, okay, cool, I know you're black. I know you like chicken. So that's why I like to put my audience exactly. in that So viewpoint. that's a bit more vague. It's not as direct as... Do you see what I'm saying? And then when I then take it, I'm not going to say because I don't want to kill the punchline just in case anyone. But then, <laughs> as I said, I like to put that in the domain, in it. Because as I said, like in this country, we're very PC, for example. Like my mom's from Wales, right? Yeah. People in Wales don't like to say the word black. They think it's racist. You know what I'm saying? They won't say the word black. Okay, they might say it a bit now. But when I was going down there as a kid, you know, when I was from Wales, they won't say black. They'd say coloured because that's what they thought was the right word to say. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I wasn't there on some anti, like, Malcolm X thing say you can't say that, blah, blah. I would say, look, man, you know, we don't really use that word coloured, man. We say black. Oh. But then when I said it, they thought, oh, okay, it's okay. It's all right. Like, you know, I understand that. I, di I didn't know that. Yeah. But that's what they've, uh, that's what they've, they've only ever been taught. So that's what they're going to say. You know what I mean? But I think from what, going back to what you were saying, like, there are mad issues going on in the world. 
And I feel that if I'm going to talk about that, I want to talk about everything in it. But I'm not at that stage where I'm going to just jump on tomorrow and start talking about politics and start talking about spending cuts, talking about what's going on in Carolina yeah. and stuff like that. Because I'm not, that's not where my journey is right now. I need to walk before I can fly. You see what I'm saying? Once I'm flying and people are paying at the O2 to see my shows, it will be there. I'm going to talk about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I might have a different viewpoint and I might tell it in a different way. You know, but I'm still tell my story and where I'm from, of course. Um, and have my comedy style and stuff like that. But um, as I said, once I do get to that position, and that's where a lot of comics, when they get to that position of where they are, then they might talk about things like politics and stuff like that. But it's also what my audience wants. I can't be that person where I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm gonna talk about this because I want to. If my audience have a particular brand of comedy that they enjoy me seeing, I want to keep the audience. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because as I said, like. As much as I want to make people laugh and share a message, it's a business. You see what I'm saying? Like, you've and got, I know you've it, got to okay to your audience. Yeah, like it's a business. Like, and a lot of people, even like my friend said this the other day, you know, because we're heading up to Edinburgh to do our like a do do a show at the Edinburgh Festival, and what day is that? Um, we're up there from the 22nd to the 29th. Um, okay. our show's called Ticking All the Boxes. Um, so yeah, we kind of put a like a little little message out there, you know. Yeah. Because when I said, when you meet these people from BBC and Sky, that's how you got to feel. Can you dance? Can you sing? Can you, can you clap? Oh, he's great, man. Hey. That's like, you got to tick all these boxes, you bro. You got to say yes. down to a T. You know what I mean? You, you need to, to sometimes you have to play the game and you have to play them at their game, innit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes people see it as just like, oh, man's selling out, bro. Man's doing mainstream. So what about the hood? Nah, bro. Need to buy a house, bro. Like, need to get on TV. Need my own TV show. You know what I mean? That's what the level I want to get at. You know what I mean? It's great playing the clubs, doing comedy here and there. But if you want to get the... Is that where the real money is at? TV, your proper shows? Panel shows, TV shows. Because once you do them shows and people see you on, say, Celebrity Juice, Sweat the Small Stuff, then people say, wow, man, this guy's funny, man. When's your next show? Oh, man, I'm going to follow him on Twitter. Because you got to think, all these shows are always being tweeted. They've all got hashtags. So they say, yeah, man, I like that guy, man. I'm going to go to your show. I'm going to support him. I like that guy. They go to your show. Then you've got this show happening. They go to that show. They've seen you on TV. Now you have gained a fan base in you being on TV, your familiar face. People are tweeting about you saying, oh, this guy's mad funny on Celebrity Juice, bro. But who's this, who's this small guy? He's <laughs> go to his show, man. You know what I mean? So that's where you build a fan base and you get people to know you. And then, as I said, when you're funny on TV, then, you know, if you start, as I said, a lot of comics write as well. You know, we write like sitcoms and stuff like that, then you can say, oh, look, I've got this idea for a TV show. You know, I want to put it out there and stuff. You try and get it commissioned. You have meetings with, you know, then, yeah, that's, that's where you can get to the pinnacle of your career, you know, to the point where you are selling out the O2 the, the arena. You know what I mean? Hackney Empire. I don't know. Wherever. Do you know what I mean? You know, I get you on the topic of shows. Yeah. Um, something's dropped recently. Mm-hmm. We're discussing a little bit off air. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've um, been paying attention. Just wanted to pick your brain on it slightly. Mm-hmm. The Ron Prince show. Yeah. Um, BBC Two, if I'm correct. Nine PM on a Sunday. I yes. put the last one on iPlayer. I wasn't in on a Sunday, so I had yeah, to watch yeah, it back I on the iPlayer. As well. yeah, yeah. So I look at that and I'm like, that's it's refreshing to see. Mm-hmm. Like it's a prime we were discussing prime time. Yeah, yeah. Sunday evening. It's not mm-hmm. a BBC free. Yeah, yeah. It's on like the prime time slot. Mm-hmm. You're someone that works in that capacity. Yeah. What is the process like in terms of getting those kind of shows on the air? You know what? It's like, 
friend of mine, um, called Dane Baptiste, he got a show commissioned on BBC iPlayer. Just on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's my friend, but the show is mad funny. Called Sunny D. Still on there now. It's on there for about 29 days. Um, that is really, really funny. Um, but I know how hard, because Dane's, we've got the same agent as well. Okay. I know how hard that show took to make to the point where if you watch the show, there's some cutscenes in it. Like, it's very funny. I'm not saying this is my friend, but it's very funny. But then when you hear the story of like, yeah, you know, they wanted to cut this out of it. You think, wow, that, I thought you could just do it. I thought you could just have the show in it. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? But when you hear like the, com- nah, the commission wanted to take that out of him, you know, they want to remove this in it, they want to add that in it. So when like someone like Javon Prince has a show, I know how hard that show would have took for them, for one to get commissioned and yeah. then the sketches. Because you've got to remember, it's not a case of just like, all right, cool, we've got a show, it's going to be on TV. They don't work like that. The commissioner, the controller, they watch this, the show, they see the sketches. If they don't like some bits, they have the power to say, no, nah, we'll, we want to take that out. We'll just make it a bit, a bit punchy, kind of time, you know. So to have the sketches he had in, and to get a show on BBC Two, like, salute. That's, that's, yeah, man. Fair enough, fair enough not, I mean, no, we're talking about John, mm-hmm. John Prince, um, same guy from Phone Shop. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I was looking at it, and I, and I liked it mm-hmm. in little spurts. Yeah. But I just felt, I've seen some of that stuff before. Mm-hmm. That's not just to give critique. I just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that just purely because, but like you said, they, you know they, they feel that that's, they know that's going to work, so yeah, they give yeah. us what they think is going to work. But then sometimes I think, just, just thinking of this just now, some things are not really aimed for us. It's aimed for the mass mainstream. So yeah, we're selfish. We forget that. I, I tell them yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. We are a minority. You know what I mean? We're but a very powerful minority in the fact, like our call rubs off on everyone. Yeah, yeah. We are still a minority. Yeah. But then it's like some things are not aimed at us or always for us. So even sometimes, like, when like Dizzy Rascal is doing songs like Bonkers, the grime scene was like, what's this, bruv? What's this Bonkers <laughs> stuff? Bro, that went for us. That's festival tunes yeah. for people that want to pay festivals, jump up and down and go mad. Do you see what I'm saying? Things like Lethal B, for example. Songs like Festa Skank and Rari Workout. Bro, I'm not saying they're not for us, but the guys who are going to buy that song and buy the Dench clothing are the kind of guys who are from... Newcastle and be like, yeah, man, I bloody love like Lethal B, man. Like, he's, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it's not for us because, like, like there's a time where you know some of these men have produced songs and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll put this out for you know for the grime man, them right there, there. But then no one, you know, they've mostly looked and be like, hold on, these man even buying my music right now, you know. And it's not a case of them selling out. You got to remember they need to pay the bills too. And if it's if they're gonna get a hit that's gonna be played at festivals on TV, um, adverts and all these kind of things, then I'm like, rah, like, you know, you, you're making a living. You've got to remember, this is someone's career. You know, we can't always look at it and be like, no, but you got to go back to the roots of the essence of Graham, innit? Yeah, that's cool, man. But how's he going to pay the bills? And you see what no, I'm saying? I get that. I think, but even in what I was trying to, it was, it's almost, like, sometimes I think, give the audience a bit more credit. Like, mm-hmm. I, I look at it, and I, just in the inception, the fact it was on, for me, is a win in itself already. Yeah. Whether you look at me like, oh, that's, it's, that's really small, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, that's a win, or that's really major, it's a win. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good that it's on in itself anyway, mm-hmm. and whatever he's done to get on there, congratulations to the guy. 
but I'm looking going, okay, cool. Mm. Now I want to see what you're going to do with it. Yeah. And I know just from what you said, not everything's for us, mm. but a lot of those sketches on there had racial elements. Yeah, yeah. Know? And it's something that it always pops up. Mm. Can white people say the N-word? Yeah. As I said, from saying it before, I don't want to become the N-word policeman. No, no, we don't want that. No. Do you see what I mean? And be at places where, as I said, if I'm in certain environments and it's not professional to say, I'm going to pull people up on it and be like, like, why is he saying that? You know what I'm saying? Even if I'm at work and I'm with, like, say, for example, say I work in a shop and I'm serving people. My friend who's black and, you know, he works with me. He's like, yeah, but what, what you working today? Yeah, man, like, more, my nigga. I'll be like, bro, man. Man, we've got customers, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Chill. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. As I said, if it's in a stadium and Jay Z saying it, who am I the police to say you can't say that? You're in a stadium listening to Jay Z. You know what I mean? He said nigga before. You must always said nigga before. So, what? You're going gonna to listen to me to say, hey, bro, excuse me. Excuse me. Can you not say that, please? I'm offended. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, as I said, it's such. It, I think it's a debate that can just go on. For it's ages. an ongoing one. Yeah, hundred percent. When I saw it, when I saw it, I was like, I understood why it's in there. Mm. My thing is, like I said, concert settings. Let's just be really real. I've keep saying to everyone, mm. and it's my personal opinion. I just look at it as slang terminology. I yeah. know where the word derives from. I know its attachments. I know mm -hmm. the hate um, attached to it. I know it's people. I know. Like... I know what people went through for the word. Yeah. But for us in this day and age, yeah. and especially where music, entertainment, film has merged our culture so closely together, that is now just slang terminology. Mm. I don't like the fact that as soon as other people say it, they go, oh, well, they say it, because I just look at that as purely excuse. Yeah, if yeah. you know, like, we, we need to get house in order. But, mm. like, if I know my house is dirty, you can't come in with your muddy feet, stand all over my sofa, pour milk on my carpet, yeah, take yeah. the piss. Mm. My house is messy. I need to clean my house up. You can't do the same as what I'm doing. Yeah. When you look at that analogy, I don't understand why anybody of another race would want to say the word. Mm -hmm. If you're at a concert, YG song comes on, clean. Enjoy yourself for three minutes. Get all the nigger out of you. You're good for the next year to next wireless. Happy days, isn't it? You're yeah. done now. It's cool. I think, as I said, because using it in, in music, it's like, it's weird because we're, we're both saying it's like, if it's in music, it's okay. But then... It's not even that so, because we've got people... If I'm talking to my mum, or mm. talking to some of my, my old cousins, or even just some elders who are not necessarily family or blood related, they can't fathom it. They might slap me in the face if I would... Yeah, because... And, and I know I wouldn't say the word 100%. around them. I'm mm. on my P's and Q's. And everyone knows there's time and place for everything. Mm. Like, I wouldn't swear in front of my mum. Yeah, yeah, But if I'm around my friends, I'm effing and blinding, we're having a laugh. Mm. Around mumsy, you think so? Yeah, an angel. because you, I think when the word nigger around our parents was used in the negative, yeah, not in no form of positive, mm. you know what I mean? Nigger, coon, nignog. Like, these were words that were used that, like, go to school. You know mm. what I mean? Go back home, you monkey. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the words that, like, you know, my mum, like, tells me, I'm like, right, people used to say that. And I was like, what did you do, mum? Have to ignore the it. era is different. That's you know an I mean? era of no blacks, like, no dogs, no Irish. That era. Yeah, man. Like, if you know if someone said that to when we was in school, we're fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But because then, as a, at least if I had a fight, 
And I told the teacher, why did you fight? It's a nigger. The teacher's not going to be like, it's justified. They'd be like, I know why you fought. You were angered, in it. But at a time where my mum and that was in school, the teachers didn't have that whole, I know why you're fighting because, you know, he called you a dog every time and you didn't like They're probably it. in agreement as well. They just would have been like, what's the problem? Oh, you can't be fighting because of that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's that time where it was different back then. So as I said, like, you know, our parents come from a time where the were like those words weren't used in raps and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Our parents didn't listen to rap. They're not from that era. You know what I mean? They listen to I don't know what, but my mom listened to like things like reggae and you know even the pop music back in them days. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so that that kind of music wasn't around. As music's changed, it's just been the norm. From ever whenever I've listened to rap, and I'm talking like. I was I was young enough to listen to Biggie Smalls and remember when Man died in it and Tupac. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. still in primary school, but that the word nigga was used freely. You know what I'm saying? Casually, yeah. So I've only grown up listening to that music. So for me, it's almost like the norm. And then as we've got as I've got older, it's just, it's now in a place where you know back in the day, like you wouldn't have a song on MTV based. Called my nigga, my nigga. You know what I mean? It would be used in a way of like niggas and bitches in the club. You know what I mean? Like Tupac would say, "That's why I fucked your bitch." Do you know what I'm saying? Like fat motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, like he was, he was, he was like. I'm not saying he was saying nigga in a negative, but he was saying negative and positive. You got songs that are using it in. They'd be like saying it's like my mate almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Niggas in Paris. Do you know what I mean? When you hear the the term. They ain't, they ain't really using it. That's not, it's not meant I to think be. That song's got a few more layers though. That song. You see what I mean? It's got a few more layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There 100%. are some real 100%, niggas bro. in Paris and yeah, Paris yeah, yeah. Has got his, France has got his, his real race yeah, issue. Yeah. So France is, is mad, bro. It's like, definitely got his That's just a whole nother debate, man. It'd be a real nut, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but as I said, like, like the word nigger is now used in a mate. It's, it's, it's kind of like a noun as such. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then as I said, you know, us as Brits, we watch a lot of American culture. You see what I'm saying? As much as we like to accept it or deny it, we do. You see what I'm saying? Netflix is American. Yeah. This ain't no British streaming service we're all watching. American films on it, yes, there's UK films on it, but that's because it's Netflix UK. You see what I'm saying? So, as I said, we're always having American culture in our faces. Whether we want it or not, it's in our faces. From rap shows to cribs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's always in our faces. In in America, yeah, they don't popular culture. So in America, they don't they don't have British cribs, because they don't they they don't care about us too tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But American culture is always streamed upon us, so we're always gonna pick up what's oh, what they saying in America. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it's the trap music. Man likes trap now, you know. Really? Okay, cool. Because as I said, because when America's doing it's cool. So as I said, a lot of the young kids growing up, they're seeing and hearing this, so it's all right. Do you know what I mean? They I don't think it's as prevalent over here. Like, just because of we have, maybe I just the London bias of me speaking, mm. we're quite insular in our little culture. Like, I'm don't, I don't think I even go to none of my friends. Yo, my nigga, what? It, it doesn't no, even, no, no, it doesn't no, even no. sound right in, sound right in sentence. Like, but then, do you know what? I, it's what's weird. Like, I grew up when the, when Grime first kind of started emerging in it, when man like Dizzy Rascal and them man used to wear tracksuits. Academics. Academic, just you know what I'm saying. When grime was really first time, when it was grime, mm. when people used to wear track that I know Skept has kind of gone back to it. Yeah. In the no fear hats and the tracksuits. But when everyone used to wear that, 
crazy tits. When it's it was not, uniform. Yes. And as I said, it's quite funny now seeing a lot of the young kids wear TNs. Yeah. And, you know, they've got the little... Shocks and the, all that. You know, the caps and, and the stuff DJ like EZ that. hat. Yeah. And I think, like, man then used to wear that because it was affordable. Obviously, TNs and Air Max Tanks were the trainers to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Harachis I don't know about I don't know about all that because I listen when I'm still young enough that stuff weren't that cheap. No, 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 no. But the thing is, when it came to Nike Air Max TNs and Air Max ninety fives, they were like the pinnacle of mm. trainers in it. If you had them on, mum didn't had have a bit of paper. That's what it meant. Mom's yeah, but even that man them that was shotting. You know what I'm saying mm, like, of course. I remember just trying to save up money when I was in school to get a pair of TNs. You know what I mean? I was just about five and a half. Maybe pushing a six. But I was get, squeezing my foot into a five, five and a half. half yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was a pair of TNs. They were like the pinnacle of trainers, innit? You better squeeze Now it's different, innit? Man, them can wear Balenciagas and. Come for now. You can't you know pronounce I mean? the thing. Man, because Bal- there's Bal- even. Balenciaga. Like, there's a pair of shoes. What do they call them? Bissemis or something like that? I don't even know. But my mate was just like, yeah. Giuseppe's, yeah. No, not Giuseppe's. But, oh, they begin oh, with oh, B. Oh, um, B- I don't even know how to pronounce it. I think it's those I know what you're ones. About. And they got like some trash. padlock on them. I think they're hideous. Yeah, but the thing is that like, this is what Roadman are now wearing, innit? Roadman, back in the day, that was it. You wore yeah. your tracksuit bottoms. You had your, you know, your There was no way of telling the difference between the shotter, the youth that his mum bought his uniform, or yeah. the, just the spoke kid from like a middle class background that was uniform yeah, so 100%. now if you got the Bissemis on you got you have a, a youth that's not done on a 2AC some fraud yeah. you might have sold some drugs you, you spunk all, or you work really hard in retail and yeah, you spunk yeah. all your pay on like, fly shoes it, it's accessible like that mm. you know what I mean like that's how it's changed but as I said like coming from that era where you know when, when man had uh, track suits and academics track suits and even it's like you know I remember like like a lot of people like they were on this whole yeah but it's all about wearing these black in it black tracksuits and your black nights and your black tns and it's almost like like yeah i'm gonna wear all black fashionable back then man them had to wear all black you know what i mean it wasn't a choice it was more of a case of i'm on the blocks i'm wearing all black some of them were up to no good you couldn't mm. wear a yellow tracksuit if mm. you wanted to you're wearing all black because you were shot in you see what i'm saying so if you're thinking you're shot in why am I going to be in a colour that's going to make me stand out amongst the crowd? I want to blend in as much as possible. Do you see what I mean? So, as I said, like, it's kind of crazy how that's all changing now. Like, I feel like that now there's a big influx on the way that like, people are changing. Very 90s. Very 90s, very early 2000s, like, with the hats. And, you know, the little night one with the, with the, but all, the metal But all that proves is just what I say to everyone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new. And fa- it's fashion especially. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing original. It just comes around in cycles. It, yeah, we, yeah. And what it is is you we get priced up because after a certain while some of the stuff gets ridiculous. Mm. Four fifty on kicks, really, bro. Like, cool. I, you if yeah, you can yeah. f- even the man that can afford it deep down, you know, four fifty on a pair of shoes, five hundred. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take it back, and then also man want to be comfortable. Mm. We've had a heat wave about a week ago. I feel sorry for any anybody that was wearing jeans on that day, bro. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, in yeah. shorts, innit? Hotel, yeah. you man was in the skinnies. I was in <laughs> yeah, shorts yeah, that yeah. day. <laughs> you want to be free. You want to be comfortable. <laughs> I just want to take it back to the simplicity. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And it's and also it's nostalgia because I think what it is is they were looking. You're looking back, and if you want to get in that that mind frame, some people go back and listen to the music. Mm. They go back and see what they were wearing at the time period. That's all it is. It's nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You just want to feel like that time. Mm. You can never recreate it because it was just so authentic. Mm. But you can have a certain piece of it just by wearing what you need to wear 
And then the new, br- the, the big brands are going to capitalize. All they're going to do is just, just bro. make pieces that that look like the older pieces. The funny thing gonna is, buy them. I seen a coat today in the shop. I won't say the shop because I don't want to give them publicity. But it was basically a black raincoat, and I seen the price and it was two hundred pounds. Mm. Yeah. Now this shop is not a high fashion like Louis Vuitton or not. They like can't that, justify the price. What you're saying? It's not. It's just you know when you see something and you're like. There's someone that's going to buy that because of what brand it is. Yeah. But you can get this same product in H&M. You can get it in Zara. You know what I'm saying? But it's the brands that these high-end fashion brands that I see in like... And I, I don't care what anyone says. I seen the jacket. As soon as I said, this is the Skepta jacket. It's got a little jacket. It's got a little peak, little mm. hoods. Yeah. It's black. It's got a little leather trim on here. But the first thing I said, this is Skepta jacket in it. Because people think, people forget that these people who work in high-end fashion, their job is to be like, what is pop culture? What are the kids going to buy? Yeah. What are the celebrities wearing in it? And some people think that <clears throat> you've got a fashion designer sitting there drawing sketches of a coat that's never been made before. And yeah, I'm going to create this coat. It's pretty reactive. They look what's out there and just make... These people will make. fully see a Skepta and be like, right, let's... Like, when you go into some of these fashion houses, it's not some kind of like ideas board of people brainstreaming of these futuristic ideas of coats and do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah bro, they got pictures of Kanye West. They got pictures of who is popular at that time, innit? Hey guys, alright, cool, yeah. I say we make a jacket like that. We do it like here, put some leather on it, make it a bit high end. You know, we might even put let's put gold zips on it. <laughs> and they'll make it real simple. And then as I said, people can afford it, they'll buy it. Because they'll be I need a raincoat, they'll buy it. But they were just teeth from what the kids are into, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I've heard of stories of companies being like, all right, cool. Kanye's wearing this, so we're going to make this jacket and call it Kanye. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, as I said, they, they see it and they're like, yeah, that's what the kids will buy into. That, that stuff I say to them, that's all just fad though. It, 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 won't, it won't last. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, but it's quick. It's quick money. Of course, quick money. That's what I'm saying. Like you said, you, so, everyone, everyone's got, you got to eat, they're going to have to earn yeah, their money. So. Like, as I said, they need to make money, but as I said, it's, it comes from like what, like going back to in terms of like nostalgia and stuff like that and like taking ideas. You know what I said for you to, to the beginning? Like that's how this thing works. Like I'm not saying there's no more originality in, in, in a lot of stuff today, but it's it lacks. You know what I'm saying? How like, do you keep your stuff original? Because you're in a space where, like you said, you went Dave Chappelle, went Dave Chappelle yeah. as well. They weren't allowing um, people to record. They were uh-huh. security's quite tight. Because yeah, you know, yeah. like you're not a musician. Like yeah. I'm, I have my favorite artist. They can go up another country and sing the same song. They, f- they don't have to even sing it. They can mm. just stand there, pass the mic to the crowd. You sing a little bit. They'll sing a little bit. You sing a bit back to mm-hmm. them. Joke wise, you can't tell me that same joke again in like a month's time. Yeah. How but do you keep everything fresh? Hard man. I'll be honest. Like I find it because I I write when I have ideas. You know, I have ideas. I write. I try it from this angle. Try it from that angle. Um, trying to write material it's different for different people some comics can write a bag of stuff they have their books they write idea blah 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 me I have a moment of time where I'm like bruh let me try it like this let me try it like that let me try that idea and I write a lot of stuff but only until I know it's good I'll do it yeah. I've had jokes that, I, that I'm doing now I had ideas for ages ago years and years ago but I never knew how to execute it so I don't really look at myself and put pressure on myself to be like, I need to create the best joke ever now. 
Mm. Sometimes they come to me. Sometimes I have ideas that say, let me try it with this, let me try it with that. Sometimes you do get that kind of blocked vision of like, ah, oh, it's not coming. Do you know what I mean? So as I said, I try and keep myself original by, you know, as I said, I don't try and, we were talking before, I don't try and do the whole black people do like this and white people do this. And do you know what I mean? Because for me, I see that and I'm sitting there like, that's funny, but it's dated. You know what I mean? I want to be a comic that goes on stage. And I was saying before, I want to be funny. So how can I create? How can I be? You got to think outside the box at times. You know, so when I do write material, that's what I try and do. I try and think out the box. I try and talk about myself. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't know. As I said, what, what, one thing I always say to a lot of com- com- like comedians that up and coming, I always say, you know, be yourself. Talk about yourself. Talk about you, your experiences. If you sit there every day watching Kevin Hart, or whoever your favorite comedian is, you'll end up mimicking this person. You know, you won't even yeah, realize it. happens. You won't even realize it, but you will. You will do that. You watch Def Jam. You'll just be like, oh my god, I love Def Jams, and you'll end up having material watching and writing like Def Jam comedians. Yeah, it's a Bernie Mac clone. So yeah, it. as I said, like sometimes you don't get me wrong. Sometimes I have ideas and I ask other comics to be like, oh, what do you think of this? Show? I'm gonna like that. They will give me advice. Say, do you know what? Try it like this. Why don't you ever try it like that? Do you know what I mean? Like positive, cris- uh, positive like criticism at times. You know, sometimes you have to take it. Sometimes I do material, and some comics would be like, "Oh, it was good," but and I'm like, "What's been saying? Like, what's been your worst experience on stage?" Because you, we were talking mm-hmm. about this is you've been around for a little while. Yeah. There would have been a time when nobody knew who the hell you were, mm-hmm. and you may have bombed. What was that like? You know what? I've done I've done shows where sometimes I blame myself and be like, "You know what? I could have told that joke better." Sometimes I do gigs where I'm tired, bro. Like, you know, I'm tired and I get there. And, you know, when you're the comic, you got to remember that they want to put you last. You're the one that's going to round off the show. So if I'm there waiting for an hour, I'm like, I'm ready to go on, man. I'm ready to go on now. Nah, man, we're going to put you at the end. Bro, I'm tired, man. Let me just go on. I need energy. I need... You got to remember that with my materials in my head, I don't have the ability... To be take my my comedy book out with me on my phone because when you see that you're like, that ain't funny, bro. You can memorize it from your phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? So as I said, like, it's weird because I've had gigs where I remember doing this gig once in Leicester, and there were these guys, and they were like, they, it was a nice gig. Don't get me wrong, more like a uni kind of crowd, but we were all crazy excited because I like performing outside of London. Yeah, they appreciate you a lot more. I feel that Londoners, I love them. So you get that, you get that in comedy as well. I've been having a conversation about music. Yeah. So in yeah. comedy, it's the same thing. Yeah. Comedy is the same thing because Londoners, we're quite spoiled. We can, we can go to something every day of the week and it will be good. You can have a friend that comes over from America. He's like, yo, bro, we're going to go here on Monday. We're going to go Shoreditch on Tuesday. We're going to go Camden on Wednesday. There's always something to do in this city, innit? Yeah. In other cities outside of London, they don't have that pleasure in it. So when a comedy show comes down, they enjoy it. They come out, yeah, yeah, we're going to support the community. And they, they really enjoy it. Like one of the best gigs I had this year was in uh, Birmingham. Now, I've performed there previously, other gigs. And I've always, Birmingham's always been a place for me has always been a bit hit and miss because I feel Birmingham, they get a few stuff, they get a bit of comic now, comedians. So they know they're good comedians and they're bad comedians and stuff. Yeah. So I was a bit like, mm, Birmingham, don't know what they're going to be like. And they've never been bad for me. But this time, I'd, I performed, I performed in Birmingham, bro. Like, it was one of the best gigs I've had. Not so much in a long time, but they were such a nice, they were up for comedy, innit? They were just like, and that's the kind of crowds you want. They come out, they enjoy it. 
You know, he was on a bank holiday as well. I was in that roundabout Easter time. I feel around a good time. People, you know what I mean? People have come out. They didn't want to go raving. They've yeah, come yeah, out yeah, for yeah. Like, a different experience. And the funny thing, there was a rave afterwards, isn't it? <laughs> so it's not like sometimes I've done a gig recently and I think there was a rave. It's a comedy show, then a rave. The comedy show was so like, people didn't really care about it. Everyone cared about the rave. This gig was in London. Waiting, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This gig was in London. So everyone kind of cared about the rave. So when you're performing as a comic, they don't really care for you. Do you know what I mean? So when you go outside of London, you feel like, rah, I feel a bit, I feel appreciated. Like, and they know you're from London. They know you've traveled far to be there. You know what I mean? So they do appreciate it a little bit more. They'd be like, oh, yeah, mate. Like, you know what I mean? I got a like, babysitter, mate. Come watch your like, you're fucking funny, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> go to Manchester or something. People are cool like that, man. But um, going back to the original question, like, I think to make, like, my material, no, no, sorry, sorry, the, the preview in Leicester, sorry, I was in Leicester, and there was like uni crowd, nice crowd, but I was a headliner in it. Being a headliner, whoa, people are like, oh, you're a headliner, you got shut down, bro. Like, this guy's he's headliner for a reason, isn't it? And I didn't really want to be the headliner, I, I don't know why, I just want to be the headliner, man. I just rather go on like in the middle or something for first, maybe headline. No pressure for the headliner, not so much pressure, it's just more of a case where. Sometimes it, some some crowds expect too much. Instead of being like, oh, he's the headliner. Like sometimes you'd be like, oh, he's the headliner because maybe he's really funny. Or sometimes, like, you know, you'd be like, oh, he's a headliner, he's gonna be he's gonna be like Def Jam material. And you're like, bro, it's not that deep, man. They just put me on a headliner because I might be more experienced. I've been doing it a lot longer than the guy who was on first and second. Or I might people might know me a little bit more than they know him. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm funnier. You know what I mean? There's Few people in the crowd might know me a little bit more. I've been doing a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I've done this show, man. I'm doing my material. And they had these guys on tables at the front. So many just so many guys, bro. They're just looking at me like judges. Like they're standing there, just like, mm, he's alright. Shall we laugh? Yeah, let's laugh. No, I ain't gonna laugh at that one, bro. And it was just like, I was like, who the fuck are you lot, man? Like, <laughs> who are you lot to judge me? Do you know what I mean? So, um, as I said, I, I've had shows, bro, like where it's been Nottingham and I think there was about 14 people on the show. They didn't laugh for one thing I said. Like, them shows make you work hard, though. You need, I was saying this to someone else recently, you need them shows to make you boost yourself. That's what you're going to test your material, though. Yeah, 100%. But that show wasn't a testing material show. If I do open mic stuff and no one laughs, I'm like, cool, this is new stuff. Okay. I don't know if this, but this was a show where, you know, like, people came to comedy and it was free. This one made it worse. And the other comics after me were getting laughs. Okay. And la- the other guy, like, the three other comics after me, they was all getting laughs in their set. They didn't laugh at none of my stuff. And Maybe as I said, <laughs> well, the thing is, it was, like, it was weird because I think I've, it's the same, not same set, but like I've done the set before. Do you know what I mean? But it's kind of made me now. I remember doing that set and I texted my agent and I was just like, you know what? Bro, this gig was hard, man. Like, I need to work. I know I needed to work harder. Rather than blaming the crowd and be like, they're a dead crowd, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to do another gig straight away after that because I needed to prove to myself that, cool, let me work on this because I want to make everyone laugh, innit? A different so, kind of pressure. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know what to do, got like a stage. Different kind of pressure. Yeah. As like I said, you're controlling the mood in the room. Do you know what's weird? When you do jokes, yeah, it's, when you do new jokes and they don't work, you're not that bothered. You're like, do you know what? It's new. So I expected this. I've done some new stuff today. And it didn't really work technically. 
tried something, didn't really work. But I knew it was me. And I just kind of got to say, I tried something, um, that didn't really work. Cool. Get on my material. When you have established stuff that you've been using and no one laughs at it, then you're like, bah, why no one laughing? And you've got to look at yourself and yeah. you've got to look at all. And you be like, maybe I said it too fast. Maybe they couldn't understand me. So, as I said, like, you, I have, I've had bad gigs. I've had gigs I'm not happy about. I'm very critical of myself. I'll have gigs where everything lands. I've had a, all the punchlines went well, blah, blah, blah. But I'll be pissed off at myself because I'm like, you know what? I rushed it. I could have done that better. I could have made that better. And it's not, as I said, you can, you can cheer when it goes well for you. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very critical like that. I've gone to, I've done gigs where my friends have come, got off stage and I'm like, oh, didn't really like that, man. They're like, why, man? No, man, you were sick. Everyone was laughing at everything you said. I'm like, yeah, but when I told that joke about you thing, didn't get a chance to get the stuff you off you wanted to get off. So, yeah, man, I said, yeah, you have to be critical. If you, if you want to bear yourself, you have to look at yourself and be like, like tonight's gig was good for me. I enjoyed it. Had 10 minutes, went well. Time I've done it before. Yes, they laughed, but I mm. felt, I was like, mm, can do that better. You see what I'm saying? And I feel, listen, it's been a pleasure having you down. Much You've respect, been, man. We could be here all night just uh, oh, bro. talking about it's, I'm, I think I'm topic. way too comfortable talking here, man. I'm just like, yeah, man. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, the le- it's the leather seats. Everyone's <laughs> been to Jukebox now. Oh, fam. When you sit in these leather seats, you're relaxed. I thought it was an hour. Like, I just took the time. like, real, it's 12 o'clock, you know. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. time's ticking. But let them know, obviously, you said you've got stuff coming up in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've got a busy summer. Let them know what you're gonna, where you're going to be, where they can find you. Um. Well, yeah, as I said, I do my own comedy show, um, which is called Cracking Up Comedy. That takes place um, every two months. So the next one's on 6th of August. And then after that will be in October, then December. I'm going to be up Edinburgh with another comic called K-Curd. We are going to be up there from the 22nd to the 29th. Yeah. Doing half an hour each. We've got one more preview left. We've done one yesterday. We've got another one left on the 29th. And um, I'm also in the Muse Moose comedy final. Like a big comedy final. Um like as I said, they do it like loads of comics and yeah, so on your Twitter as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as I said, I'm in that final. And for me, that's a big deal, man. Like a lot of people don't really know what it is, but my goal is just to get to the final in Edinburgh, innit? So I've done I've set out one of my goals, innit? But now my goal is to win. That's the next stage. Do you see what I mean? Um I'm not really putting too much pressure on myself, like, oh, I want to go there, I have to win. Um as I said, I just want to uh, like like the fact that I'm in the final. You know, I'm still like, bro, shit. Like, I couldn't believe it when I got through to the house. I was gassed. I was like, bro, like, you, I'm through, yeah? I was shocked. Mm. You know what I mean? It was better than, I don't know, I haven't won yet. But, you know, a lot of friends saying to me, yeah, you should, you should, you should win, man. And blah, blah, blah. But I'm still in the notion just that I kind of just want to get there first. You know what I mean? I don't want to kind of set myself up like, yeah, I'm going to win, blah, blah, blah. Because then if I don't win, I don't want to be like, no, I was the best, man, blah, blah, blah. Because I could go there, my, my 10 might not be as strong as I well, thought it was. Well, not saying it was a loss, just might be a learning experience. So you've got Edinburgh. Yeah, as I said, man. You've got your show every two months. Yeah, 100%. As I said, like, sometimes it's not always about winning these things, man. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that have won these competitions before. They don't go into that much. And it's not, I'm, I'm not putting, saying that in any shade way or nothing like that. But it's also a thing where, you know, winning isn't the pinnacle sometimes. Mm. That X factor. It's not about winning the show. You can just be like, One Direction didn't win it, you know. You know what yeah, I mean? That's why I gotta say to I gotta say this to people, but bro, one direction didn't win the X Factor, you know? You know what I mean? So um Where else can they find you? Um yeah, just Twitter obviously, uh Mo the Comedian. Uh it's the same on Instagram and Facebook is Mo Comedian. So yeah, no Snapchat, no nothing for them. Snapchat, do you know what? I deleted it recently because it's just not for me. 
Like, it's the one social networking thing. I might just get it back one day. It's just not for me. When I'm having fun, I don't have time to document it. You know I what feel I mean? you. I feel you. You know what I mean? I, I ain't got time, got time to turn the camera and be like, yo, look, I'm having a great time. Yeah, I don't have time to do that. When I'm having fun, that's the last thing I'm thinking of. You know what I mean? To be showing off. But hey, oh. and don't get me wrong, some people, it's for them. Like, some people like, they're very good at the way they use it and mm. stuff like that. But recently, I was kind of looking at it the other day and I was just like, this is, this is the one thing that's not really for me. Like, I like Instagram. I like people's pictures and seeing what they're up to, you know, holiday and, you know what I mean, and funny things. I like that. I like Twitter. I like to see what people are talking about. Even Facebook, to a degree. You know, it's mm. a bit more, Facebook's just like anything now. Basically, just sharing yeah. video. That's all it is. Man. Yeah, sharing videos, videos have a little videos, rant man. about yeah, KKK yeah. beating up the um, <laughs> then the bloods beating up the KKK. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you go about your day. That's what it's really. So as for. I said, I think. Um, but as I said, Snapchat. I made the conscious decision the other day. I was like, you know what? Then on my Snapchat, you know what? This ain't for me. Like, and I don't really know if Snapchat because it's like. Well, you gave them the emotional goodbye. Like I'm, I'm gone, guys. No, I just said I kind of. I was just kind of joking. I was just like, you know what? This thing ain't really for me, man. Like some people are good at putting this stuff out for me it's not really as i said man like i'm i don't know if i'm at going to watch concert or something i don't do that hey guys i watch the concert because the one thing i don't really like about snapchat it's more that you document all these times and well that's what i like about instagram you take pictures take videos and sometimes i scroll up i'm like rah 150 something weeks ago man was there like do you know what i mean i like doing that i like looking back at stuff and pictures and whatnot I don't understand the people that take six pictures and that's the internet. I don't really understand the girls yeah. and people do that. But for me, I like documenting some stuff that I do and gigs and stuff like that. But with Snapchat, you do all these, have these fun times, you put it on your story, then that's it. And I'm thinking, where does it go? Like, <laughs> where's it all going? Like, it'll be cool. I think Snapchat, what they should do, they should have your story, right? Then at the end of your year, you can watch it all in it. I'm not watching some people's story. It's too long. No, no, no. I mean, like... Mm-mm. Cause you gotta remember what you've put in a, like what I've been what, what you upload on Snapchat, yeah. That's how I look at it, right? You're out there Snapchatting, I'm at a party, I'm at a friend's house, I'm watching this, blah, blah, blah. After twenty four hours, it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can save it for your thing. But how cool would it be if like you can actually see your own story? Yeah. You can watch your own story back. I know that's gonna be mad long. But imagine looking back to what you've done because some things I've put inside, I can't remember. Yeah. But imagine just flicking through. Oh shit! I remember that. That was in December. That was in, that was in November. You see what I mean? So as I said, we're all putting up this stuff, and we don't even know where it goes. At least with your Facebook, you can see your old tweets, or whatever, whatever. But Snapchat it just goes up there, and then it's lost. It happens, isn't it? You know what I mean, but you're not on there anymore. So you're on the Twitter. Yeah, Instagram. I know you just Facebook. like, bro, wrap this up, cause. No, actually, this but is I'm not... looking at time like, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like bro, I'm just looking at London travel, cause it's all it's all cab hours now. Oh yeah, we're getting yeah, to that segment. But, but um, no. yeah, no, man, thanks for having me, Dan. I really appreciate no, it. Nice, listen, it's been great having you, Dan. Um, this is a cool conversation, man. You know, it's been it's been it's been enough convo. I'm sure there's loads of places we could go with the conversation. Oh, bro, we went deep. I definitely have you back on again. I need you to meet our co-host, Daddy. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, yeah, It's off the cuff, twenty-four on SoundCloud. Right now, it's obviously episode eight. Yeah, your third guest. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. This is this is a good thing you guys are doing, and if you guys are listening, um, support things like this, man. This is it's different. You know, what I mean, it's conversation. You can listen to this in the car, listen to it. You can listen. SoundCloud is yeah, it's it's accessible. You know, what I mean, it's not once one of them. Once you're cooking, once you're doing the cleaning and laundry, yeah, man. And you find a lot of people listen to podcasts. You'd be surprised that a lot more people mm. than what people think. 
you know what I mean? I listen to a couple podcasts here and there, you know what I mean? Because there's only so much time I can stay on the phones. That's true. So long and short of it is just listen to my thing, innit? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's long and short of it. That we've been getting, and that's, that's, how, that's how I've been treating it. We've, you know, we've been going for, well, so this is, it's our eighth week, so anyone listening mm-hmm. should be receiving this Friday. We're yeah. recording late Thursday evening, mm-hmm. and that's around the time period we yeah, do yeah, it, yeah. so. I'm talking generally is um, good on this conversation. You never hurt anyone, and that's just my perception. Mm-hmm. And my co-host Daddy agrees with me massively as well. Mm. Yeah, conversation, talk, a lot man. of things can de- dealt with properly with conversation. Yeah, hundred percent. And sometimes, <laughs> like today, has been a bit, little bit, a little bit more heavier. Mm. Sometimes it's just light, light-hearted yeah, banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that I wasn't in the mood today to talk about Drake and Meek Mill. I couldn't be asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My conversation went elsewhere. To be fair, like as I said, because we'll be talking about it now. Next week there'll be something else. I don't know Ooh. what it will be, and we'll all forget. You know. That's that's the thing. Go they so don't forget. Quickly. We won't even talk about it like it never happened. Like, I remember. You remember when Kendrick brought out the, that diss track to everyone. Yeah. No one talks about that ever. Like it's the, it's finished. All that is just because no one had bars in it. That's another thing. We can yeah, hundred percent. No one really, no one really gave him bars in it. But then you, the amount of things that happen, and then that's it. I sometimes I look at things. I remember one guy. I think it was last year. He documented the times of like when things happened in it yeah so you must put on twitter it was like oh january it was this month yeah this month the ice bucket challenge and i was just like oh like shit i kind of came and went you know what i'm saying like so um you're already giving me topics for next week in it so yeah as i said i think <laughs> i think you should you, you should man attention span bruv people people's attention spans are different now man because everything's quick now bruv you know what i mean you put a tweet out you get retweet after that you don't see it so you certain think, man get retweets no you know what i mean retweets, no, i get retweets still <laughs> get retweets yeah <laughs> retweets are healthy guys <laughs> 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 right, it's been a pleasure to have you down Thanks shout out to jukebox recording studios once again thanks guys for listening that's episode eight of off the cuff follow us on soundcloud off the cuff 24 peace peace